let's get to it. With stand your ground, you see this, he said, people don't like stand your ground until you need it. Absolutely, Jenna, and I agree with that. Uh, we're talking about stand your ground legislation. Pretty much, stand your ground as it relates to the Second Amendment uh, and one's self-defense is the, the general concept behind your standing your ground is um, prior to stand your ground in most states, or in all states, arguably, um, it was the case that self-defense, especially using a deadly weapon, was the last resort, the very, very last resort. And that's not the case in these stand your ground states now because sometimes your last resort could be your first resort. But the general concept in stand your ground is that if you feel subjectively, you as the individual feel that you are about to die, that your life has come under uh, some kind of uh, threat where you feel that you are about to die or receive some sort of great bodily harm. And of course, this is subjective. And there are a lot of other uh, theories that cover uh, what would lead someone to come to this belief, disparity of force, uh, things of that nature, which is a topic for another time, because we will talk about disparity of force. But uh, if you believe subjectively that you are about to receive imminent death or great bodily harm, you need not back down. You need not run away. You can stand your ground and defend your home, a friend's home that you just happen to be there, a business. If you're not in any of these environments and you are outside in the public way, you can defend yourself in the public way against a threat that you believe to be deadly toward you, okay? You can even defend yourself against a non-deadly threat using, you know, different means that are not deadly but will in fact cause, you know, or are likely to cause some type of harm to them to stop that assault upon you. And that's stand your ground. Now, I see um, all these attempts to try to eliminate stand your ground, okay? And I'm questioning why. Why, why do we want to eliminate stand your ground? Now, I get it, there have been some controversial cases. You got the Trayvon Martin case in Florida uh, with George Zimmerman and stand your ground. By the way, he was not able to uh, use the stand your ground defense, you know. Uh, you've got the case of Marissa Alexander, also in the state of Florida, uh, a female who was uh, subjected to uh, domestic violence, who had an order of protection, and then allowed the husband to come back in. He continued to try to beat on her because a leopard doesn't change his spots. And then uh, after that, she ran to try to get a firearm. He saw her with the firearm. She discharged a firearm in the air a few times for warning shots and was subsequently arrested uh, because of that, because the husband called the police on her for doing such a thing. Uh, she tried to assert the stand your ground defense in the state of Florida and was subsequently, like Trayvon, uh, like George Zimmerman, was subsequently denied the ability to be able to use the stand your ground defense in the state of Florida because at that time, prior to the laws changing in 2017, uh, the burden of proof in proving uh, beyond a preponderance or at the, you know, with a preponderance of the evidence that you were coming under the threat of death or great bodily harm, she was not able to, you know, avail using that defense. Yeah, and then there's the mandatory minimums, the 1020 uh, mandatory minimum in Florida for use of a gun and for brandishing a gun and then discharge of that gun in connection with the commission of a crime. And so she was not able to use that defense. Um, the state's attorney offered her three years uh, for a plea and she didn't take that. 
she was subsequently tried and convicted. Um, and so, you know, people was like, okay, man, stand your ground, stand your ground. It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. What's going on, Pat? It's a bad thing. You said that case was in your city, Jacksonville, Florida. Yep. And so, you know, we, we talk about stand your ground and now we have the current case, uh, which is at this present time, a case, not something given to the state's attorney for prosecution just yet, but it's out of Clearwater, Florida, where stand your ground has again, uh, surfaced and come under a level of controversy. And regardless of your opinion of the case, you know, you've heard my opinions many times about the case and I'm not going to go back over that again. Uh, I have a question with regard to stand your ground. Why is there a need to eliminate stand your ground? You know, I, I just don't understand the desire to want to eliminate stand your ground. I look at it as something that is needed. Stand your ground is needed. Um, of course, we always want to try other options that are available to us if we're able to use those options to stop the deadly threat or stop a threat without having to discharge that pistol because I do understand being a firearms instructor, former law enforcement, former military, that you know uh, when it comes down to guns and some people, I say again, some people, you have uh, a situation where you got some people that are just trigger happy. But I don't th think that's the case for everyone who operates a firearm given that there are millions and millions of gun owners out here and the homicide rates do not equate to the level of gun ownership that we have in America. And because of the tragic nature of death and the tool with which death can be, you know, uh, achieved very quickly, the gun, you know, you got gun control advocates that are, you know, against guns and they want to eliminate them as though that has ever been the thing that has solved death throughout, you know, our time and in uh, centuries past where they didn't have guns, they used swords, they used arrows. They use all other, I mean, Cain and Abel, if you believe in the Bible, you know, Cain used a rock to kill Abel. You know, I mean, there's always a way to use some kind of object to uh, bring about the death of people rather quickly. You know, uh, in Roman times, you had the legions that used arrows and all of the kinds of artillery-like, you know, objects to cause death from a distance before the infantry closed in and engaged in close quarters combat. It was very uh, bloody and brutal, you know. Uh, so there's always a way to achieve death and there's always going to be someone that's going to find a way to uh, hurt a large amount of people uh, using the minimal amount of uh, skill or force or even the maximum amount of skill or force necessary to achieve that end. And so, like I said before, in previous uh, lectures and in previous talks, you can't criminalize ingenuity. But let's get back to stand your ground. Somebody tell me, why is there a need to try to eliminate stand your ground? You know? You say you say you're about to take off, take it easy. Okay, all right, uh, that's fine. I know I got you all in the middle of the day. Uh, you said Mike was a shooter disabled or have a handicap placard. Uh, in the Florida situation, uh, recent Florida situation, we don't know if he was dis disabled. We don't know if he has a handicap placard. These were all assumptions based upon the age of the man, things like that. We don't know. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, he did not have a handicap placard. Uh, whether he was disabled or not. You know, I don't know if he was legally classified as disabled or had a, a debilitating or injury. It just was a slow mover. You got some people who are heavy set, who are not disabled, but are not able to mount a physical defense against a non against a non lethal uh, attacker. Maybe because their their body mass slows them down. You know, so these are all things that need to be considered on an individual case by case basis based upon the uh, subjective assessment of the person that used the force and whether or not other people listening to 
uh, the person if they were in the same situation given the same facts and circumstances that they knew at the time and they had at the time, would they have derived to the same conclusion and made the same uh, action or took the same action that the person committed? Um, you said you, you heard that he just may have not have been? Okay. Uh, you can kill someone faster by breaking their neck than killing them with a gun or by shooting them. Yes, but you do have to have uh, the ability to be able to, first of all, know what you're doing. And then you have to, you know, have the element of surprise and you have to overcome any kind of physical uh, attempts they may try to mount in defeating your attempt to break their neck. Okay. So stand your ground. Somebody said it was a pointless law. Uh, Aaron Sanders, you said it was a pointless law. Tell me why you think it's a pointless law. I'm, I'm very curious into why it's a pointless law, given that the, uh, the intent behind the law that I would believe would be that, you know, you want to stop that attacker, you know, um, in their tracks. Now, I will agree that a shove does not always mean that a person should be shot, but this is my assessment based upon my ability to actually mount a physical defense against a non-lethal attacker. I can't speak for him, nor can any of you speak for him, nor can any of you speak for anyone else. You have to speak for yourself. And so I want you to evaluate this question with regard to your skills and capabilities. You know, um, are you able to mount a physical attack against every attacker? What's going on, Professor Williams? How you doing? Are you able to mount a continuous attack against every uh, physical uh, person or every person that would try to harm you physically, you know? Uh, and you gotta be truthful with yourself. I tell people this all the time in my concealed carry classes, the be, no do assessment. Be, know, and do. Be, be who you are. Don't try to overplay to your strengths, you know? Don't try to uh, overplay to your uh, strength deficiencies. We all have areas we can work on, but why would you go sign up for the Chicago Marathon if running is required and you cannot run. You know, you have to be truthful with yourself. And sometimes people are not truthful with themselves. You know, uh, know, know who you are, know what you can do, know what you can't do. If you can't talk, fight, and all you're good at, all you're good at is hugging, then just give out hugs. I mean, that, that's all you're good at. You know, uh, if you know you're not a comedian, don't tell jokes, you know, or expect your, your jokes not to get any laughter. I mean, you have to know certain things about you, especially when it comes down to the use of force. If you know you can't fight, don't talk, fight shit. It's, it's relatively simple, you know. If you know you're gonna carry a gun, one, you need to know several things about yourself. Also, know your capabilities, know what you can do, know what you can't do. Uh, understand the anger management issues that you might have. You know, some people get mad and are ready to fight because somebody called them out their name. Somebody called them a female dog. Somebody talked about their mom. Somebody talked about their kids. Somebody used the N-word. Somebody used the C-word. Somebody used the F-word, whatever the F-word is. Somebody used some kind of thing that caused you to feel some kind of way that took you out of your thinking brain and got you acting in the amygdala, which is the part of the brain that controls fight, flight, freeze, and emotions. And then you just haul off and start hitting people. Haul off and start cursing people out. Just go off and start, you know, wanting to shoot uh, someone. You know, I was out and my shirts that I wear tend to promote what I do as a firearms instructor, teaching concealed, carrying a variety of other, of of other self-defense topics. And this one lady was like, you know, you know what, I would take your card, but I don't want to own a gun because I have a horrible attitude problem. And if I had that gun, Nine times out of ten, I'm probably gonna shoot somebody. And 
I'm like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm glad that you said that. I appreciate wholeheartedly your honesty because it's hard for a person to even admit to their faults because how many of us want to be right? I mean, we just want to be right. We want to be right. But the problem is when you want to be right, trying to convince you that you are wrong is the hardest thing to do at that moment when you want to be right, especially when emotionally you really want to be right. And so, you know, I greatly appreciated her for that, you know, but stand your ground. I don't think it's a bad law. I think like any law, there's the misapplication and the misunderstanding of the law. And I also believe that, you know, there isn't enough education on the concepts of the law, not the nuances of the law, you know, because there's a lot of gray area uh, as it relates to the law. Uh, because, I mean, you have several bodies of law. You have case law, you know, which is uh, things like your Miranda versus Arizona, 384 U.S. 436. You got your Terry versus Ohio, 392 U.S. 1. You've got your um, uh, different case law, Salinas versus Texas. You've got, you know, uh, Graham versus Connor, Tennessee versus Gardner. You've got all these different bodies of case law. Um, that are, you know, relevant and actually apply and in certain respects can overturn statutory law such as McDonald v. Chicago, which is what got us the uh, the NRA, uh, which, which is a part of that that got us concealed carry in Chicago. You know, we're the last state in the union to have concealed carry in Illinois. So that's case law. And then you got statutory law. You're your chapter 720 ILCS 5, the Illinois Criminal Code, and 730 Unified Code of Corrections, and 625, the Illinois Vehicle Code, and 430, which is the firearms, you know, stuff, both concealed carry and the FOID card act. And so you have statutory law, and that's what citizens pretty much know about. They may not be able to quote the actual law and the, the codification, the, the code behind it, you know, your Title 42, United States Code, Section 1983, civil rights violation under federal law. They may not be able to quote that with a great degree of accuracy like a lawyer or somebody who's educated in the criminal justice profession would be able to do that, but they get the concept of, you know, the, uh, the well, you can't speed. You know, the, the, it says 55, I know if I go 60, I'm in violation of the posted speed limit. Okay, that's 625 ILCS 511601B. They know these things, you know, but I think when it comes down to uh, certain laws, you know, how many of you, let's be honest, how many of you even knew that Stand Your Ground was even there before Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman? How many of you even knew what Stand Your Ground even was? You know, I mean, and th this is the honest conversation that we need to have is that why is it that tragedy brings about change? Tragedy brings, it could be change for the good, change for the bad, but why is it always that we learn about these laws when a tragic situation forces us to become knowledgeable about the concept of the law. You know, I think that it should be, um, and I get it, you know, you got legal scholars and you got persons in the criminal justice system and even there are laws out there in the code of criminal procedure. There are laws out there that will assert and will tell you that ignorance to the law is no excuse. Ignorance to the law is no excuse. But I think it's rather... I don't know if it's the word ironic or not hypothetical, but it's, it's rather uh, contradictory. I will say contradictory. It is rather contradictory of that concept 
to state that ignorance of the law is no excuse, but then take away or not educate the public on the rights, I mean, not their rights so much, but the laws that affect them, the things that they are gonna frequently encounter. And I'll give you, for an example, this. Let's just say, the, let's just say you wanna learn how to drive, all right? You wanna learn how to drive and you wanna drive. Well, in the state of Illinois, the law that governs what you need to know regarding operating a motor vehicle upon an Illinois roadway is codified in Chapter 625, Illinois Compiled Statutes, Act 5, which is the Illinois Vehicle Code. Um, and then the subsequent violations in the Illinois Criminal Code if you violate that. But 625 outlines signs, uh, traffic control devices, regulatory speed limits, the law that governs that you have to wear a seatbelt, 625 ILCS 5, uh, was it uh, 126031 for you, 126031B for your child, things like that over the, the passenger, 601A for your passenger, 601B for your child, you know, and so we can sit there and say, well, you want to get a driver's license, you, you got to, you know, take your driver's test and all this other stuff and pass it. Yeah, but, you know, ignorance of the law is no excuse, but what does the Secretary of State in Illinois put out, as well as every other state, what do they put out so that you can study and know about these laws prior to you operating a motor vehicle? They put out a rules of the road book. That rules of the road book doesn't have the specific codification of the statutes that apply to you operating that motor vehicle, but that book is filled with concepts. Concepts, okay? They cover the concepts of the law. Save the codification for the attorneys, I get it, but they cover the concepts of the law. What you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do. And let's bring it back to firearms. Let's look at the FOID Card Act. This is Chapter 430, Illinois Compiled Statutes Act 65. The FOID Card Act, which is the act that pretty much regulates uh, the manner in which the firearms owner's identification card is issued to Illinois residents and persons who have to carry firearms in Illinois by uh, virtue of their job, but may not be Illinois residents. And so, do you know, in, only, in order to get an FOID card, you only have to be 21 years of age, no criminal, back, uh, no criminal record, okay, as it relates to felonies or certain kinds of misdemeanors, your domestic violence pursuant to the Lautenberg Amendment of the uh, National Firearms Act, which is federal law, you know, so long as you are not subject to those and you've been convicted of those, uh, so long as this is not the case, you can get an FOID card. But do you know, do you know that there's no education that is a requirement to get this FOID card. No education whatsoever, which means that, you know, I can tell you as a firearms instructor that the FOID card uh, is a card that authorizes you to possess and purchase ammunition, okay? Possess and purchase ammunition. We're getting back to stand your ground, but I'm lecturing. So, you know, the FOID card allows you to be able to possess and purchase ammunition, uh, but you cannot carry it on or about your person outside of your home, your place of business, a friend's home where they've authorized you to carry it. You know, the, these are places you can't carry it in the public. You can't have it on your person, in a car. If you do travel with that firearm in route to a range, it has to be unloaded, cased, and not legally uh, or not accessible to you in your car in what's called the immediate wingspan. 
And so, uh, you know, you don't find out about these things unless you have someone in your family or someone who's a friend to you who educates you on these. Now, on the back of the FOID card, it tells you it's not a gun permit. It talks about transportation of your firearm, stuff like that. But how many times have persons told me? How many times have persons told you? How many times have you even recognized that you don't read stuff all the way? You don't even read stuff at all. Half the time we just make assumptions and we operate in those assumptions hoping that we're right. We don't read like we should. And so I find it quite quite contradictory that in order to get a concealed carry license, which does allow you to carry on your person in the public way, you know, unless it's areas not required, not authorized by law, in order for you to be able to carry a firearm in the public, you have to go through 16 hours of concealed carry training and you have to submit to a background check either by fingerprint or not by fingerprint after paying all this money to get your concealed carry license. But there is no educational requirement for you to be able to possess and own firearms and ammunition where just because you don't have your concealed carry doesn't mean you don't you can't fire your gun prior to the enactment of the Concealed Carry Act, which is 430 Illinois Compiled Statutes Act 66. You know, prior to the enactment of that on July 9th, 2013, there were plenty of incidents of persons with FOID cards who discharged their pistols either lawfully or unlawfully. Well, if they can't be a FOID card holder doing it unlawfully, but they, they could in fact be that. So there have been plenty of instances where a person has had a FOID card and has discharged that pistol both lawfully and unlawfully. And there's no educational requirement, at least at a minimum of eight hours, to even obtain that FOID card. And when we look at the shooting of Haritha Augustus on 71st Street and Chappelle in Chicago, you've heard me talk about this before, you know, well, he, come on now, he wasn't carrying the gun lawfully, he had an FOID card, but you're supposed to have a concealed carry license, you're supposed to have that, and he should have known, he should have known that, well, yeah, I agree, in part, I agree, in part, yes, he should have known that, but there's no educational requirement for you to know that, and so I find that troubling, that within our system of laws, Ignorance to the law is no excuse, but in certain respects, for certain things, there's no educational requirements. And I'm glancing at one of your comments, and I'm going to talk about that hunter's uh, training too. You know, um, there's no educational requirement to obtain the FOID card in order for you to get a hunter's license or a hunter's permit for the Illinois or from the Illinois Department of uh, Natural Resources, uh, things like that. You got to go through a hunter's safety course. You know, I know a couple of people that teach that. I don't teach it. I'm not a hunter, you know, uh, of sorts. I'm not a hunter. But, you know, in order for you to get that hunter's permit, you got to take that course. In order for me to be a concealed carry instructor, I had to have been trained in order to train people, in order to have a concealed carry license. You got to be trained in order to carry that license concealed. So why is it the case? And we can argue there are more FOID card owners than there are concealed carry licensees. There are more FOID card owners than there are concealed carry licensees. So why isn't there a requirement that you must go through at least a NRA basic pistol course? That's eight hours. You know, why isn't there a requirement before you get this FOID card? And the manner in which you can apply for your FOID card is rather simple. It's the same way you apply for your concealed carry license through the, the Illinois State Police website. I find that troubling, you know? Let's get back to stand your ground. 
You know, people hate staying your ground because of the racial component of the actors involved. The racial component of the actors involved in Trayvon Martin versus uh, George Zimmerman. We can't say Marissa Alexander, but if you notice, and that's a great, 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 great point. If you notice, there was not a great stink to the likes of Zimmerman, to the likes of Dredka in the current case regarding stand your ground as it relates to Marissa Alexander. Marissa Alexander also in Florida. There was no large uproar regarding her inability to use the stand your ground defense and to an extent from a legal perspective I agree she was not able to use stand your ground because the threat to your life had already passed he was done choking you in the bathroom you tried to escape grabbing your gun and then with your gun instead of tactically breaking contact with your husband you decided to discharge uh, shots in the air you know, you discharge shots. You can't use stand your ground if it's not imminent, especially given the disparity of force. You have a gun. He does not. You have a gun. He does not. I know Zimmerman did not use stand your ground, John. It was strict self-defense. I know that. But what I'm saying is he tried to use stand your ground and was not able to, arguably because... The judge could say, or probably did say, well, no one made you pursue after him. This is something you chose to do, thereby putting you in the situation which created the, the circumstance where death was imminent. You know, and so we talked about staying your ground and we've talked about the, the theory behind it. Okay. Uh, now, I know. I know, stand your ground is a defense against being charged. I know, it, it, it's prosecutorial, uh, it's immunities from prosecution that prior to the 2017 uh, law change, it was a, uh, a pre-trial pre motion that had to be mounted uh, by the defense because we know in a criminal case, the burden of proof as it relates to guilt or innocence rests on the state, but in a pre-trial motion, an affirmative defense uh, rest on the defendant to be able to prove yes I did this but I had a reason and pursuant to this statute I met the requirements of this statute therefore pursuant to this statute I am immune from prosecution however looking at this uh, current situation eh, it becomes a little shaky you know so we'll see what happens if he even gets charged we're, we're talking Dredka here you know uh, but let's go to another stand your ground let's go to another stand your ground I'm about to get controversial here. So due to the graphic nature of what I'm about to say, listener discretion is advised, okay? Um, if you look at the racial component of those who are uh, against stand your ground, let's, let, let's not mince words here, let's not mince facts. A cohort of black folks are against stand your ground, okay? So how contradictory is it that we want to argue against legislation that enacts the stand your ground defense, yet we don't stand our own grounds in our communities. These, these, are, these are facts here that I'm about to push out. These are facts. 
Um, why are we arguing about stand your ground when let's 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 talk facts here? If we were to you know contact the NRA or any other kind of body that keeps statistics, right? How many black gun owners are out there? I, I'm, I'm just saying, right? You know, how, how long have we not been slaves? How long have we had the ability to own and operate legally firearms? Right? And why is it that me being a concealed carry instructor and in fact the lowest price concealed carry instructor in the area and arguably in the state why do i have to beg and plead and conjole and have little advertisements to entice you to exercise the right that you have to defend yourself oh black person why do I have to do that? Why should it be the case that, yeah, slavery happened, all right? Okay, but you weren't born a slave. You are F-A-F. Here we go. F-A-F. Free as fuck. Yes, I just said it. Hashtag it. F-A-F. Free as fuck. You are free as fuck. Okay. And you live in a state that allows you the ability to exercise your right to protect yourself. No longer should you have to be a victim. But I don't want to protect myself because I'm A, afraid of guns. I get it. I, I get it, right? Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of other things you're afraid of and you still do it every day. Okay. Um use a gun to defend myself because I was the victim of gun violence and I was this and I was that okay condolences if your friend lost their life or I, I'm sad to hear about you know you going through uh, the situation but you see me see you you have life you have liberty and the pursuit of happiness and you have hands give me a high five there we go right um What's your excuse now? Why are you not defending yourself now? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I got friends. I'm going to be okay. Um, this, I'm that. I mean, come on. A whole bunch of excuses. I was out at um, the University of Illinois. Oh, that's a beautiful picture. I was out at the University of Illinois. And uh, I was passing out, you know, stuff regarding my concealed carry class. And not, not the, I mean, UIC, University of Illinois, Chicago. Let me uh, differentiate between the two. And I, you know, gave it to these ladies. Hey, you know, we got a $70 concealed carry special going on for the ladies. You know, uh, come on out, take the class, you know. And um, she was like, oh, no, baby, I, 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 don't, I don't do guns, baby. I, I'm sorry, I, I don't do them. You know, I, I, I trust in God and I believe that, you know, as long as I walk in his path, I'm going to go on ahead and survive and, and God's got me all these years and you know, Hey, I, 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 I trust, I like what you're doing, baby, but it's just, that's just not for me. And I had to respect what she said on, on the, <laughs> only because, only because one, she's an elder. I'm not about to get into a deep, intense conversation with her because some of them can't handle it. 
Some of them can't handle it. But I did say to her this. I, I greatly respect your belief. I greatly respect that. I just wished that your belief worked for the nine folks in Charleston, South Carolina. She was speechless. What can you say? What can you say? Like, you literally think that the basic instructions before leaving Earth, otherwise known as the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, right? I went to a Christian school and was raised in the church. That's why I know this stuff. But you really believe in your heart of hearts that God is going to always say, look, how many people have prayed to God? And this is, this is no disparaging remark against religion or against God because I believe in God. Okay? I believe in God. But I also believe that God empowers us with the ability to do for self. And the reason why some people's prayers do not get answered is because they ask for things he has already provided for you, much akin to a father being asked by his son, Dad, I'm hungry. Um, you better go in that refrigerator and grab you a snack until it's lunchtime or until it's dinner time. Don't ask me for something that you can get for yourself. Oh my God, why wasn't God there for my baby? Because your baby should have been there for your baby. I'm just saying. Oh my God, why would someone with racist intentions come inside of a church and kill nine folks? Because that's what some racists do. <laughs> I mean, what did you really? Why would somebody crazy come in there and do this? Because that's what some crazy fuckers do. <laughs> what? Are you see, is this really a question? That's what some crazy. Not every person who has mental illness shoot up a place. Not every person who is a racist kills people they hate. Most people who are crazy just do crazy shit and they stay their own little corner. Most people who are racist hide behind that shit. Right? And then there's that small few of those that really maturate their desires to hurt people. They really bring that shit to fruition, right? Those are the ones you need to defend yourself against. And, you know, you're not going to be able to see when the attack comes. But rest assured, you're gonna, it's going to happen. Hold on. Here we go. Kevin's brother, speak. Stay on the subject. You're out of your league. What does that even mean? You better qualify what you're saying, Kevins. I'm gonna block you and send you to the oblivion that is your death that is sure to come because of your victimized mindset. You're not ready for me. Fuck yourself really quickly and get back on topic or get off my post. Here we go. Now, at what point in time are you gonna decide to defend yourself? At what point in time are you gonna decide that today is the day that you should not be a victim. 
And that's the problem. That's the problem with this victim victimization mindset. You believe in, in other placebos that's going to help you defend yourself against a deadly threat except for using the very thing that will in fact defend yourself against a deadly threat. And for those of you all who had a problem with my language, uh, welcome, you just started following me. This is nothing new. Don't come on my post with BS because I have a great way of dispatching you to your earthly vessel and that is your mind. I will make you think about the definitions of what I just said, if it even made sense. Because what I'm speaking of are the very things that you need to know. The very things you need to consider in deciding whether your life matters. No one can make your life matter more than you should make your life matter. These are facts. And so those who are against stand your ground, why? You still can't tell me why you're against stand your ground. You still can't tell me again why you're against stand your ground. And why are we not standing our ground in our communities, black folk? Some years ago, Mount Greenwood was alleged to be extremely racist. Okay? Some black folks went over there and started a, a bunch of mess over there. Guess what that community did? They came out in droves. Flags, all kind, blue blue line flags, supporting law enforcement, all kinds of support. They came out in droves as a community, saying, "Uh-uh, you ain't bringing that shit over here." No, you're not. So, why why are we against legislation that helps you stand your ground in the event you come under some kind of criminal attack, but we don't stand our ground in our own communities? I'm going to talk again either later today or tomorrow about this thing, black on black crime. Now, with black on black crime, and I'm going to give you a little teaser. I'm going to end this with a question. Black on black crime. I listened to D.L. Hughley and D.L. Hughley, for those of you all who don't know, he's a comedian and he also um, has gotten extremely political and he... I watched a documentary about him. He's been this way. This is just the first time that those who watch him have seen him this way. And he said some things I didn't agree with, you know, and I unfollowed him. I have to be honest. I'm not going to lie. Mince no words, you know, because he said some things I didn't agree with. But you know what? I just happened upon his uh, interview with Vlad News, V-L-A-D uh, News, and I heard about his childhood. I heard. No, I know what I meant. Black on black crime. I know what I meant. Um, and I heard about his childhood. I heard about the things he experienced, the things his friends experienced when he grew up in Compton, California. And he talked about black on black crime. He talked about that. Uh, and he, and he said how he hated, how he hated when people of other races, whites, Hispanics, Asians, whatever, when they would get into the conversation about crime and the things that take place, you know, um, and when they would use, well, why are you mad at this white police officer who shot this black kid? Or why are you mad at this, you know, uh, 
Asian person who did this or this other race of person who did this to this black person. You don't say anything about the black on black crime that occurs in your communities. And he was like, you know, that's the dumbest thing that people could say uh, to, you know, a black person who engages in these kinds of questions because it is it is no known secret that people typically kill by, pro by pro proximity, you know, White folks kill white folks. Why? Because you're likely to engage in criminal activity uh, with the person that you're closely around. You know, white folks live in white communities, so white on white crime happens. Black folks live in black communities, and it's black on black crime, so it's crime by proximity. Uh, proximity. Okay? And in essence, I agree with regard to that level of thinking that it, it is crime committed by proximity. I agree. But I would like to ask a counter question, which will be the next topic of my next uh, on the mic with Mike. Okay. The next topic. Should that logic and should those facts be the reason why we still allow black on black crime to occur? Because if you look at the statistics White on white crime isn't that great. Granted, you got mass shootings, you got that, you got terrorist bombings, but they don't happen all the time, but they do happen. So the numbers in Chicago, if you go to heyjackass.com, the numbers in Chicago of whites killed, very low. Hispanics killed, okay, very low too, more than whites. Blacks killed, we're still in the high numbers still in the high numbers and so if we look at black on black crime right people hate hearing that term and dl hughley was absolutely right in black on black crime being a poor statement to make in contrast or in in not contrast but in argument counter argument uh to a person talking about the the lack of a large amount of protest or disgust, if you will, or public disgust, if you will, with the high crime, the high numbers of us killing us in the community. But is the fact that we hate the term black on black crime being used as a counter argument, is that an elixir? Is that the fix? Is that the fix to bringing the numbers of us killing us down. Now, Corey Phillips, those of you all who are watching me, what's going on, Martin uh, Johnson, Crime Chaser? Corey Phillips, just ask me, what are you doing about these things, brother? Okay? Those of you all who follow me, should I let them have it? Give me some thumbs if I should let the man have it as an end to this. Should I let him have it? Because I don't think he's ready for it. I don't think he I don't think he's ready. <laughs> what am I doing about it? <laughs> um, two words. Google me. Um, two words. Google me. Let me tell you something. Um, the connection between black folks being killed, white folks being killed and Hispanic folks being killed is one thing education or two things actually education and employment more so employment than education okay so what am i doing about these things well i have a security training school on the south side of chicago in the auburn gresham neighborhood 
that security training school employs or employs a few people, but actually trains thousands and thousands of people to obtain jobs in one of the highest employment fields in the United States, and that is the private security profession. Master's degreed, former college professor, bringing all of my training and experience and knowledge and intellect to a community that often shits on me because of my ideals that we are not slaves. We can do better than what we've done. That will easily throw it in your face as well as throw it back in my face that a lot of the reasons why we suffer from the things we suffer from are the bullshit excuses that we give ourselves to make us feel comfortable in the laziness that we sometimes employ within our communities and within our own lives. See, we want to throw facts in front of other people's faces as to why systematic oppression works. We want to sit here and block expressways and block highways and protest and tear up shit and do stuff in neighborhoods against people who really obey the law and will come out into the community and kick our ass for the shit that we do. That's what we want to do. We want to have these placebo-like things that and actions that we take and we throw it in other people's faces we want you to hear our cries of the lack of jobs and the lack of education and the lack of things that we need to have in our community but we don't want to talk about any of the stuff that we do within our community that contributes to that outcome we don't want to talk about that okay so let's drop a, a mile full of employers in our community. That does not mean that we are gonna automatically have work ethic. You gotta bring your ass to work to work this job to get that money. You gotta bring your ass to work to get that job to make this money. And if you don't have strong work ethic, no kind of job is going to work for you. Oh, but we need better schools in our communities. I get it. But if you don't like the crappy education you're getting now, and if you're not on the honor roll with the crappy education you're getting now, and if you have to be reminded at the beginning of the school year how important school is when no one more than us, those who have been systematically oppressed, those who have been deprived of the right of education and landmark cases such as Brown versus Board of Education gave us the right of access to education. Nobody more than us should know the importance of an education. So why do we have to be reminded of the importance of an education? No one more than us should have to be reminded of the importance that we need to police ourselves in our own communities. Nobody more than us should be mad at the actions that certain police officers take towards us while stating, hey, we can be mad at them and also be mad at Tyrone and Tip Tip that's out here killing, that's causing them to infiltrate our neighborhoods. And those things, while mutually exclusive, we need to, we need to uh, uh, pay attention to both of those things. But that's not the conversation that's popular. The conversation that's popular is, let's blame the white man. 
for the things that they have done when instead you're trying to blame the sons for the sins of the father instead of blaming the sons of those in Africa for instead of blaming the fathers of our ancestors in Africa for the sins of giving us away <laughs> see we don't want to talk about that we just want to play the blame game how many of y'all have people in your family, in your life, it's never their fault. It's, it's, it's never their fault why they're going through any of the stuff that they're going through. It's never their fault. No matter how hard you tell them, no matter how much you tell them, no matter how much you show them, stats, facts, figures, hey, you are suffering because of you. But it's never their fault. When does it get to be our turn to be wrong? When? And until we actually get there and say, hey, yeah, they got a part to play in this, but we got a part to play in this too. And that's why we will forever keep repeating the, act, the, the, the suffering that we go through. That's why we will always and forever keep repeating this lesson that we... This is Instructor Mike. You follow me on Facebook at Mike Brown or Instructor Mike. Follow it could be you as a citizen and you walk up and you see somebody... What up, y'all? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Hope y'all are having a great day. We are going to talk about some things. Yes, for those of y'all who are joining uh, the YouTube Wednesday night show, Triggered with Instructor Mike and Friends, I am your host, Instructor Mike. For those of you all who are listening to the podcast on the mic with Mike, again, Instructor Mike, the Friends... Got a couple of things. One is celebrating an anniversary, so he's with the missus. Marquis should be in shortly. Uh, one of the other friends is <laughs> on Project Veteran Overwatch at his uh, niece's graduation. So what's going on, Joel? What's, go what's going on? What's going on, Jacob? What's going on, Jonathan? All right, what's going on? You said super dope. I almost thought the long bear... <laughs> Super dope intro. I almost thought the Long Barrel of Faith Church inaugural broadcast was about to start. Man, stupid. <laughs> What's up, Christy? What's going on? <laughs> What's up, John? What's up, Security Jake? What's going on? All right. <laughs> What's going on? That was awesome. You and these names, man, for real. All right, <laughs> pew pew and hallelujah. Let's pray. 
Oh, Zuckerberg, in the name of community guidelines, we come to you humbly requesting that you, you said you saw the TikTok video and it was great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to play it again uh, because I wanted to talk about veteran Overwatch tonight uh, and discuss some of the uh, guidance that, so I was on another TikTok and uh, for those of y'all who don't follow me on TikTok, uh, that's TikTok with Instructor Mike. Um, yeah, uh, just, yes, Mike said it. That's the name of the TikTok. And you said, there you go, poking the bear again. You know that's what I do. You know that's, Damien, which bear are we talking about? Are we talking about the bear? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Which bear are we talking about? I hope you're not talking about the bear of the doggone uh, picture on Facebook that I saw. I don't want to call that business out. You missed pronounced Suckatar. What? Oh, the FB guy. No, 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 no. I'm trying to figure out what does that even mean? You mispronounced. Oh, so, okay. I'm stupid. Don't mind me. I, I forgot. Don't, don't. Don't mind me. Okay, so we're going to talk about the FBI report. You said, I hope veteran Overwatch becomes a typhoon of support. Speak truth to power, Big Mike. I appreciate that. It's got to be a thing. So I'm going to show you all the video, uh, and then we're going to talk about Project Veteran Overwatch, what that even means, what that even looks like, how you can get involved if you choose to get involved, and we're going to talk about the... FBI report of active shooter incidents. No, I, I got it. I, I got it. I got it. Uh, the 20 year review, 2000 to 2019. Sorry about that. Ugh. Okay. Um, here we go. So I'm not happy about what happened in Uvalde, uh, Texas. You said, have I heard about the man? No. I guess you heard about the Oklahoma shooting that just happened uh, a couple of hours ago at the hospital. No, I didn't. I heard about the Chicago cop who got shot. She's in serious. No, you're fine. You're fine, Jackson. You're good. Um, I didn't hear about the one in Oklahoma. I'm about to look that up. That didn't get the large media attention, so that's probably why it didn't catch my attention. Um, hospitals are also soft targets, too. And so let me explain to you what Project Veteran Overwatch is. Uh, I'm going to show you the video and then we'll go on ahead and then talk about what it is, what I envision it to be, how you can get in. Um, yeah. And another possible shooting in another city in Oklahoma. Yeah. So when you all get information, please let me know and I'll break in and then we'll start talking about that. Do me a favor. If you're following this, get the likes up, please. Um, I appreciate that. Share this, share this, share this. If you're watching by YouTube. Please, I've seen my subscriber account go up. Now, here's this. I guess they were trying to get rid of spam bot accounts or something like that, so my subscriber count kind of went down. But if you are watching this, I humbly request, humbly request that you get the likes up and that you subscribe. I know I go through a lot to try to provide some awesome content and some awesome material so that you have things to think on because the basic concealed carry classes are not enough. You know, I've been in uh, stores like Cabela's, stuff like that. And uh, in going in these places, I've had people say, man, I appreciate the show. 
I appreciate the friends. I appreciate the guys. You said five dead, including the gunman. Wow. Wow. Hey, Melissa, how are you? Uh, and so, yes, I know we took a little small hiatus, uh, but we're going to keep this show going. Even if it's just me, if it's the friends, anybody, you know, and I might just open it up to let you guys come up and we can talk about some things. Hey, Katie's in the back. Man. Hey, I just called. I just came in to say hello to everybody. <laughs> happy, happy Wednesday. Y'all be safe out there. Enjoy yourselves. Today is my 21st and the wedding anniversary. Yeah. So uh, I won't be on with you guys because I got to do the um, the mushy thing, you know, that I got to act right. <laughs> no sex in the champagne room. No sex in the champagne room. <laughs> no, Marquise is on his way in. John is at his niece's graduation. So I sent the link. If they come in, they come in. If not, hey, life, life, yeah, man. So you they do what you got to do. A, they just had another shooting in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yes. And I was just in Tulsa. I was just in Tulsa. I mean, I won't say just, but I've been to Tulsa. So, yeah, um, I'd be interested to talk to Brian and find out about him and how he's doing. So I got to reach out to... Uh, um, John, so you can reach out to Brian Eastridge yeah, and, and find it, out. It, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Ridiculous. Project Veteran Overwatch has to be a thing. So I know you're gonna do your thing. Hey, congratulations, 21 years, dude. That's like being in the military, retiring. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the drill side, how, 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 how worse it gets. Boy, I know you know it. Man. I, I know it. It's all good, man. Uh, everybody in the chat is saying happy anniversary. Well, that's, thank all, you guys. that's all thank good. You guys. Thank you, guys. That's all good. Um, so, we'll, uh, yeah, stay in until, you know, whenever. Or yeah. if you got to bow out, you got to bow to something, so you well, know, thing. Well, 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 well we're we about to eat right now, so I figured I'd sneak in and speak to you guys real quick. Yeah. You know but, uh, Mark, you guys enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Keep your head on the swivel. Yes, sir. Um, Things are really, really, truly getting rough out there. You know, uh, <laughs> what is this shirt you got on, Marquise? <laughs> oh, oh <boy>. yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw when he popped on was fuck. I'm like, what's going on? Hey, so no joke. I had went to the gym, had to hurry up and leave the so I hurt, did my workout. Yeah. Had to go to the gun rank. No, excuse me. Take out the trash. Yeah. And the recycling. Okay. Hey, hey. Uh, I'll hit the car. You She's here back. With, we about to eat. Do your thing. Yeah. Happy anniversary, man. Yeah, man. Happy thank anniversary, you, brother. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. But nah, so went to the gym. Had to take out the trash and recycling when I got home. Yeah. Go to the range. One of my instructors needed some equipment for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And then I had to teach a class. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's no way I'm going to come home, change clothes, do none of that. I was like, I was ripping and running the whole day, so I never had the chance. You good, man. You good. If you got to yeah. if you got to back out and do your thing, it's up to you. It's good. Oh, no, we good. You said That's there was also a shooting at Xavier University in New Orleans at a graduation. So without further delay, let's jump right into it. Marquise, did you have a chance? Not saying you would have, but did you have a chance to see the video? I, I made a video that went viral on TikTok, got a lot of uh, uh, huge response. Project uh -huh. Veteran Overwatch. Do you have a chance? Did you hear about that? Kind of, sort of, but not really. So give okay. me your synopsis. I'm going to show, uh, well, show you the video, 
uh, and then after showing you the video, it, it'll make sense. Um, and then we could talk about it. And I'm going to use the FBI report too, uh, the active shooter incidents 20 year in review, because it's a lot of juicy information in here. Go right. ahead. Because they're the ones who actually labeled them. Well, I don't like the term active shooter. Right, right, right. But the thing is, is that they label active and mass two different ways, mm-hmm. which is the reason why I like the FBI statistic versus what the news and what people think is a statistic. Right, right, right. Yeah, so you roll that beautiful bean footage. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, as you can see, I'm having my mega pint. No, don't. Hey, do it. Do it. Everybody in The verdict came out, right? Huh? No, the verdict came out today. Dude, yes. Shouts out to the boy, Johnny Depp. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Oh, and if you did not learn anything from the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case, that is record, record, record. I'd rather be known as an illegal recorder than to be known as all the stuff that they were calling Depp because how many how many men, and this could go for men and women, but we're going to focus on the guys because that's what society is out. Right. How many men get accused of stuff and all you got is your word? All you got is your word. But in this situation, those recordings, which is crazy because... What kind of woman are you with where she's recording everything? But this is where it came back to bite her. Now, don't get me wrong. They both toxic. They both had no reason being together. But that's what happens when you are trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what happens when you're trauma bonding. So let's go ahead and dive into this video so we can go ahead. Oh, yeah. No, you're right, Melissa. They both were toxic. And uh, but just because they both were toxic. The power of the P was what got her believed because had it been two sausages it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have even it wouldn't have even gone that way all right so y'all do us a favor if you're value if you value this conversation go on ahead and like the page you know you got marquis miranda p6 firearms training go ahead and like his page show his page some love stuff like that because we have been consistent giving you thoughtful content stuff like that classes all that stuff i mean so let's go on ahead and go uh, let's watch this and then we can talk about some of the details because I'm curious about the New Orleans shooting and the Tulsa, Oklahoma shooting. And they say it was a bomb threat in Muskegee, Oklahoma. I heard there was a bomb threat uh, on 115th Street. It was in Chicago. It's just people just doing too much. Let's go on ahead and watch this uh, and then we'll move on. It's called Veteran Overwatch. So this is what I did. I picked random schools. I'm clearly identified, ready, able, prepared. And the school I was gonna go to, I just happened to drive past one school and I see our babies outside playing on recess. right there and I'm providing overwatch see there are a lot of veterans who are saying put me in coach put me in coach put me in coach 
Do you know how much it costs me to do this? Nothing. And I don't need permission from the Chicago police. I don't need permission from the governor. I don't need permission from fucking no one. I'm licensed to carry. I'm definitely trained and certified. And our babies matter. And I'm providing overwatch. Now just imagine if I had other people who were willing to donate their time to sit and provide overwatch for our babies. Y'all talk about we need more police in school. We need more security. We need more this. We need more that. No, there's free shit that we can do. Free shit. I don't need no one's permission but my own time to sit out here and watch them play and watch for any threats that may be coming up. Free shit. Veteran Overwatch. Veteran Overwatch. I don't give a fuck if I don't get the credit. Get your ass out there and do it. Our babies matter. They matter. Let's go. That <laughs> so that was uh that was one video and then i had hello everyone hold on for a minute. welcome back to another yeah i had constant videos of uh me doing uh overwatch and i have been doing it i think about what four or five days straight now i did it today for an hour uh and so okay reggie winfield said I like the idea, Mike, but I'm going to respectfully disagree. Last thing I need is an anti-gun suspicious parent or business owner. See me, then call the cops. Next thing I know, my whole force is on my ass. Reggie, I think you're missing the point. Now, I respectfully, I respect your opinion, but see, here's this. I think that thinking like that is what active shooters and active threats count on. Go ahead, Marquise. So I'm going to go with Reggie. And the reason why I'm going to say that is I love the concept if the school knows I'm there. Okay. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. If the school knows I'm there, about ding, like I'm going to take all that shit off. Mm -hmm. Ding dong. Hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm this, that, and the other. Here's my information. I'm going to be right across the parking lot just making sure nothing's going to be here, this, that, and the other, blah, blah. Give your your elevator speech, so to speak, and then go about your business. Because the whole thing is, I agree with Reggie on the one on the one problem we have. We are in a world full of Karens. We got a lot of Karens and a lot of Kevins. And you're gonna have the parents of the babies who are anti-gun. And you're gonna have the parents of the babies who are pro-gun. So you're dealing with two sides of a coin mm -hmm. where I would rather them know I'm across the street watching versus someone scoping me mm -hmm. and be like, hey, there's a guy suspicious. He's wearing a vest and everything else. Mm -hmm. Things like that. So I kind of feel what, I feel where you're coming from. I feel where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's a great concept, but I would rather the school know that I'm outside doing that. Okay. If they know I'm outside doing it. So let me provide let me provide some 
some pushback. <clears throat> mm-hmm. One, the concept of Project Veteran Overwatch is it's not scheduled. It's random. So that means I'm not carving out any special time that I didn't already have free. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just like today. I had a podcast that I had that I was on today at one o'clock. It's J4M Tactical. You can see it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you will see in that podcast today, while I was on that podcast, StreamYard and all that stuff, I was on Overwatch. Right? So and I didn't ask the school's permission. I just pulled up and I'm not on their property. I'm on the public way. I'm dressed just like this, but in a red shirt that says the same stuff. And so my thing is, I don't have time to go to the school. Ding dong. Hey, now here we go. Let's provide further context. Let me finish my statement and I'm going to provide further context because it is different in other communities, right? This is a veteran led community involved initiative which i'm cool with right but here's the thing why not make documentation why not make documentation so then that way you don't even have to do the elevator speech here here's what we're doing here's your mission statement right here pd right i'm in the area doing this right like, even if you don't want to talk to the school, because, again, ding-dong, maybe the school, oh, my God, no, you got a gun. I don't want him over here. But guess what? If I talk to the PD... I like your Kermit voice, by the way. Huh? Your Kermit voice. Oh, my God, no. So, if you got, like, a little mission statement, a flyer. Hey, law enforcement officer, I'm here. I'm in this area doing this. You know, what I'm saying is this. Someone needs to be notified... Because if you get the call, mm-hmm. I would rather you get the call and they know you're there. Right. Mm-hmm. And versus they get the call and the police show up and now you're answering questions. And Mo just, Mo just answered the question that I think that there are several things that I th- I think this is not a ironclad position of mine as to whether or not you notify the police and or school and or school board. I think this, just like Jonathan Williams said, if the PD mm-hmm. knows you are there, then the PD can work around you. Now, there, there's a plus or minus to that. That's why I said this depends on you and how well you know your community and how well you know your school and how well they are uh, amenable or agreeable to such a concept, right? Now, because think about what you just said. Well, here, here, here we go. Let me finish though. No, I heard what I said, but I'm just saying. Here we go. You can also get the other side of this too. Police telling you, you don't. Okay, good, good. Lori just said it. We are attempting to get this movement started here, and we actually went and spoke with our local law enforcement, and they were completely good with it. They only asked that we let them know. Now, that, I, but that's, but see, Marquise. Wait, Lori, where are you located? That's all, you, there we go. Con, that's the context. That's yeah. the context. In her area, here, when I tell you I got an overwhelming response, 
I mean, I got an overwhelming response to the tune of it is close to five million views on TikTok with maybe about 400 something duets of people who's been sharing it. So when I say the the reception is overwhelmingly a go, it's overwhelmingly a go because it's affordable. It's a right now action. You're not on school property. You're not announcing yourself. Well, hang tight. I know you're about to say. I know you about to say school zone, right? You're not announcing. Okay, go ahead. You're not announcing yourself. Hang, hang tight. You're not announcing yourself, right? You've got your go bag and your flat vest in the event you need to. You know how easy it is for us to strap on, buckle, buckle, go. You know stuff like that. So you're not standing out. Some people were talking about getting high-vis vests and putting stuff on cars. No, because you're creating a level of predictability. And if you can if you can predict it, you can plan around it. One of the reasons why I was saying it's not always necessary to notify the PD or it's not always necessary to notify the school because what that does is that can assist in a system of complacency where the police don't come by and patrol, where the teachers begin to rely on us always being out there. You know, the thing is, I want I want it to be like today, like like what I said, I had left my office hours at 12 o'clock. The school was right down the street. It was already on the way there. What, today I did an hour. Yesterday I did 20 minutes. The day before, at a different location, I did about 35 minutes. It's the free time that you have that you could carve out and just go. And with the randomness of the schedule, it's hard to predict if we're out there. If we're covertly overt, it's hard to predict that we're out there. If we walk up to the school, go inside the school, now I got to sit here and wait for the principal to get out of her meeting. Now I got to wait for this. Now I got to wait for that. And in Chicago, I'm going to tell you that, that shit's not going to fly. But I will tell you this, Chicago PD has already driven by me multiple times. And guess what they did? That was it. See, we got to put, put context to this. Now, for some of you all watching where you live in communities, small communities, and they are... You know, all good with it? Hell yeah. Let them know. Let the school board know. And, right, there's also this other part of it, too, where if you're telling the school board, you know, or the school guys, we're not necessarily coming in unless we absolutely got to, but would it be too much trouble if we just walk the exterior grounds and do a premise check, pushing the doors up just to make sure they're closed? And if not, you know, and if they aren't closed, we call you and let you know so you can secure them from the inside. It's a partnership. Right, but think about the context of that. Sure. What if you just walked up and checked the doors? If you walked up and checked the doors, what do you look like now to the outside looking in? Well, I know you like an act. What? Yeah, I'm, but see, here we go. So, what? What are you wearing though? And here's this. Matter what you're this, wearing. This is why I, I say I can put on a security uniform and pull a door and still be an active shooter. That's true. That's true. But but has that ever happened? No. So what I'm saying is, none of them have wear. None of them have worn anything that says security. Well, yeah, that's true. Right. So I'm saying context, right? So that's what I'm saying. If you live, yes, Ken is correct. Maybe gather a basic understanding of surveillance. You see what I'm saying? And that's the thing is how how to remain covertly overt. You are there. You're taking up a two dimensional corner. I've sat at these schools. No one. Look, first of all, let's talk facts in the black community. They ain't giving a fuck that you are sitting outside no damn school. Ain't nobody paying attention to you that close. I'm just saying. 
I mean, the right parent, yes. The right parent who looks at the area when they show up, that's a different story. But uh, you're right. It's yeah. not common. Right. Because that's not something people will look for. Yeah. Right. And that's the difference. It's not something people will look for. But my thing is, and this is where I said for me, I couldn't see it unless there's paperwork involved. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, you're right. You're providing Overwatch. But guess what? If we're paperwork. talking about paperwork, we're asking for permission. Isn't... Oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. You hear what I'm saying, though? Sure. If I go inside that school, yes, I am deemed a hero. But do I want to take the liability of someone who says otherwise? But see, here's this, though. I f- no, no. I feel you when it comes down to liability. But guess what? Liability is what kept those officers from going inside and rushing like lack they were supposed training to. Is what kept those officers. I'm gonna tell you this. I don't know if it was lack of training. I'm gonna say liability because the chief told them no. How easy was it to bypass that chief? I've disobeyed chiefs and have been in trouble. Say no. Huh? Why did the chief? Say well, no, no. I know that. I'm saying. There's a difference between operational chiefs and administrative chiefs. Operational chiefs, they wouldn't have said no. They would have went inside. This Arredondo, I'm sh- go ahead. So this is what I'm saying, brother. Sure. This is what I'm saying. I love the concept. I, I love the concept. If we can go in there and knock down some doors when the active shooter happens, I'm fucking in 100%. But here's the problem with everything in life. There's someone that can always get you civilly. There's always some legalities to this shit. And my thing is, is that I have certain insurances under me being a private detective. Sure. That if I'm with you, I'm covered. Now, imagine putting the average veteran in there and all he got is the USCCA. But see, Marquise, I think you're thinking about it from a liability perspective instead of... No, no, which, no, I'm which, about the person. The person livelihood after the fact. But see, I'm not... Marquise... I don't, I'm not thinking about that, bro. I'm thinking about the right. First of all, it don't cost me nothing to sit outside a soft target. If a police officer come by and they want to FI me and tell me to move along, I'm not going to argue with the officer. I'm not going to force my services onto anyone. I'm just going to cross that off, find another soft target and keep it going. That's the beauty of Project Veteran Overwatch. We are not about to sit here and, and, and force protection on anyone. But if the movement starts, you see what I'm saying? If the see the pro- part of the problem is we spend so much time telling them we need to arm the teachers, they don't give a fuck. Telling them they need to hire more security, they don't give a fuck. Telling the police they need to patrol, they don't give a fuck. Telling the parents they need to get involved more, they don't give a fuck. Then when the kids get killed, it's thoughts and prayers. What the fuck? This is the type of, and I'm not saying they on the whole, but just within the continuous pattern, because after a while, this shit, not Project Veteran Overwatch, it's a lot of people that's saying I'm ready to go. It's also a couple of people I've already seen have already started towards the end of the school, so it's going to get momentum, but the the thing, uh, well, shit, we just had some, what, active shooters that just happened a minute ago, so it's kind of hard for it to die down when the shit keeps happening, but I wouldn't be surprised if we go into the same rinse and repeat. This is the one thing that I could see. This is the one thing that I can see where it's so spontaneous and it's so many of us that it becomes an actual movement. And that's how politics start. When there are masses who are engaged in the activity, the politicians then think it's a good idea because it's too many of them. And then they look at it as votes. They look. Which I'm with you. Right. Which I'm with you. Here's the problem. 
And this is what I'm this is what I'm saying liability and everything else comes into play. There are people who pretend to be security. Right. They're on board with Mike because Mike said project veteran, but you on board with Mike because you're looking for publicity. You're looking for a name. You're looking for recognition. Sure. You're looking for money. Sure. You're looking, you're looking, you're looking. That's my problem. Sure. If it's official and it's documented, that's what I'm with. I don't want no, I don't want people bandwagoning with your idea, with the hopes and dreams. I want the recognition. But I see, want to do this because Mike brought it up. But see, here's this. It's here's this. Ronald Reagan had a plaque on his desk. And Ronald Reagan's plaque said this. There are no limits to where a person can go if he doesn't mind who gets the credit. Operate or not operation. Project Veteran Overwatch is not a Mike Brown initiative. It's it, a vet. It, and you know better than anybody. Whoever kicks it off is their name. You know better than but what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this, though, man. I'm starting the fire. This is going to be initiatives on the local level. Say that one more time. Well, no, I'm starting the fire. But what I'm saying is this. This is going to be the initiative on the local level. Now, I get what you're saying, Hunter. He doesn't want your project destroyed by a camera hero. I, you, but you guys are missing it. I don't care if it's a camera hero. I just you want do. someone to be there. That's the main point. If they, if they are Mike, there. Hang tight, but hear me care, out. Mike. You care. That's the reason why you're doing this. You care. Yes, you do care about the camera hero. Think about how many times we hear everything about gun control, gun control, gun control. It's based off what? A non-person doing some illegal shit. Now you got a project veteran and someone jumps on that is maybe the camera hero. That's why I'm saying for you, it'll be better to cover yourself and explain the project and some of the things that should be used in the vetting process. Because every vet might not be mentally stable to hold a gun and should not be in certain areas. But my thing is, is this. They're on the outside of the school. They're in the public way. So let's just say, let's just say, here we go. Let's just say I abandoned this whole thing. Don't I, abandon it. No, no, but listen, just hear me out. Let's just say I abandoned this whole thing and just say, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to do it anymore. I don't care. The fire has already started. The fire has already started. And I've, and and I've spent... But the thing is, I don't care. Because I've spent plenty of time explaining to people not being vigilantes. You see what I'm saying? I've explained to plenty of people that the goal is not to go out there and solve petty grievances. Oh, where did you explain that at? TikTok. Is it on TikTok explained not to be vigilant? Yes. Okay. That's what I mean. You didn't mention that. Context. Context means I have Project Veteran and I've recorded yes. and told people yes. don't do XYZ. I have the whole video. I have all the videos. Yes. That's a whole different story. That was my point was people need to understand what Project Veteran is about and what it's not. Oh, no. No, no. We it's... haven't discussed what it's not because... All you showed me was the video yeah. of you being out there. Mm -hmm. You didn't show me the other videos. Yeah. So that's why my conversation sure. is what it is because you only gave me one piece. Sure. You didn't say, well, Marquise, part of my piece is I've explained we're not vigilantes. Mm -hmm. I explained we're not against the... What, mm -hmm. how, how was it? Oh, God. The beginning of Thuggish Ruggish Bone. We're not against rappers. We're against we're those not. thugs. <laughs> so that's what I mean. 
mean? Yeah. As long as you're explaining. Yeah. What Project Veteran is and what it's not. Right, 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 right. Because yeah, no, no I did. I get you. I get you. No I get you. How you slice it. Yeah. Whoever created it is the one that gets. Yeah, I mean, I get it. No, you're right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And so you're right. Maybe I should have provided more context. I apologize. So you're you're right. Um, yeah, because I told I told people that and sign a pledge. Do, yeah, you want to do it, man? Do, let's do it. Like, yo, no matter of fact, think about the Sandy Hook thing. Unfortunately, they took the wrong avenue with that, but that's you know there. But think about you, Project Veteran. Project Veteran is this, 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 and this. If you are going to be part of Project Veteran, sign this document. And part of this document says, I'm not a criminal. I'm not criminally insane. I'm allowed to have a... Uh, I don't know if we want to go with a lot of if you're allowed to have a firearm. So have it, but have it in plain English. Mm-hmm. And make it on paper so that people understand this is what it is. This is what it's not. Right, and right. As long as people understand what it's not. I'm not talking about the dude who comes in there with the bandolier of 762 on both sides coming in with the with the headband on comes to, hey yo you want wood I'm gonna be wood you know what I'm saying I'm gonna, give me give me give me you know what I'm saying as long as they understand <laughs> yeah that they're not coming in this bitch like it's Afghanistan right 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 unfortunately how we've been named right facts Chirac <laughs> right Chiracistan and then it's like what's your level of involvement right 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 only there for the act of threats what's up Daniel? or do you see two kids fighting hell like, no hey, no no but see but but but, but yeah like I'm saying yeah that needs to be in a no I have yeah I am I'm actively working on th- these are just the conversation yeah. you know how you have like you know how you have like open forums public forums mm-hmm. just to vet ideas you know and I went to 100% yeah I went to 100% yeah my time doesn't do like that though like if my time was available yeah I'd be now I work a regular 9 to 5 yeah yeah so, yeah let me phrase that I work a regular 9 to 9 yeah shit 9 to 9 so, fuck it but yeah. and that's all it is bro just like I said your concept is amazing as long as it's documented mm-hmm. somewhere, even mm-hmm. if it's in your own SOP. Yeah. That this is what you're doing and this is what it's not. Right. Because, and, like I said, you're gonna have the camera, the camera happy. Because mm-hmm. not to be funny, there was an initiative that we talked about, which was the unarmed people on CTA trains. Mm, I remember that. Yeah, still going now, on too. Now, go look it up. When was the last time they was on a train? Actually, honestly, today. And I today. did. Yeah. And before that, how long? I don't know. So the thing is this. It was a sound bite. Mm-hmm. And that's what I fear. Yeah. The sound bite to get you funding. Mm-hmm. And then you disappear. And or see. You pick, or you pick the hours that are suitable and safe. Right, well, yeah. yeah. We're going to ride the train between this time and this time. <laughs> between We're 9 and 2. 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like that's like trying to sit here and protect uh, a bank when it's closed. The teller can't give you no money. She ain't there. Right, 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 right. So that's what I'm saying. It's the sound bites. Yeah, but this ain't going to be no sound bite thing. Not you. Yeah. Not you. No, it ain't you. Nah, you know, no soundbite, dude. You was out there. You show video, so you ain't a soundbite. Yeah. But it's the people who are looking for the soundbite. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, you know what? We out here, dude. We waiting for people to come on a train and act stupid. Because when they act stupid, we're going to act stupid, too. 
at 10 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> you know, thugs like to wake up early. <laughs> That's so far like, from the truth. Dude, stop it. Stop right. It. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to put out a fire when everyone ain't got no arms. Right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. you don't like a match for what? Now, I definitely, I definitely have been spending at least for the past two or three, no, actually past three or four days, uh, doing about two to three hour TikToks, you know, lives. Ooh. Yeah. And I got the videos too. No, Donnell. What'd he say? Forgive me for asking on here, but do you do armed security class? If so, how much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could talk about that. Yes, we could definitely talk about that. And that's what I was, te- that's what I was telling people. I was telling people on TikTok, when you go to your, uh, whatever state you're in, if you're going to be a part of Operation uh, or Project Veteran Overwatch, we should have people in each state that are willing to, if you you know sign this pledge and you're this, you get to take the class at either a very heavily discounted, because we're asking people to volunteer their time. You don't want to, you know, that would be crazy to sit there and ask people, hey, I want you to volunteer your time, pay for my course. I, I, I mean, I don't want to, That yeah, I don't want to do that. I know that I said that if you're in Illinois and you want to volunteer for Pro- uh, Project Veteran Overwatch, you still got to pay for the range, you got to pay for the ammo, but I'm going to give you the training because at least I know I got documentation. You've been trained as a security officer and you know what at least at a minimum security can do. You know what I'm saying? So you're not totally out there naked, naked. You know, you're not out there without any type of training. You learned about the law of search and seizure. You learned about and this. Arresting. You learned and arresting and the powers of arrest. You've learned about these things, right? Uh, and that in Project Veteran Overwatch, you know, it's we're not out there to solve petty fights. You're not out there to be community big papa. That is not our task and purpose. And this is why I said it has to be veteran led community involved now it doesn't necessarily have to be veteran of law veteran of the military you could be veteran of law enforcement veteran of uh hospital and healthcare services stuff like that it's if you knowingly are in a profession where you constantly put yourself in danger with the people right that could be your involvement now if you're a veteran rn guess what you just became you're the on the spot emergency medical services personnel in the event something happens you know but we are not going into playgrounds breaking up fights our main job is we are looking for the the people who look suspicious what that is we are not going to talk about here that's going to be in a classroom environment but what that looks like and when it's time to go and here's this I'm just going to go on ahead and put it out there. When it's time to go and address that active threat, you cannot be afraid. You cannot be sitting here like, well, chapter 430, Illinois Compound Statutes Act 66, Section 65 sat there and said we can't go on the school property with these pew pews. We don't need that. You're going, hey, my thing is this. When it's go time, it's go time. So that means it's going to be about a couple of laws. You're probably going to end up breaking. But the, the means for the, sake of what? for the sake of the children. And the thing is, when it's go time, we are able to justify it. And you will not find a jury in the county who will convict us because of all the or lives parents. that we or even parents. Right. You will not find a jury in the county that will likely convict us because of the lives that we saved or even the lives of us that we lost. You cannot be afraid to die. You cannot be afraid to engage. It's it's just what comes with the territory. And so to be funny, that's how it is when you actually taking up you know what, I'm gonna say it, fuck I'm gonna say it, whatever. Sure. It's the same thing when you're taking an active threat. Yeah. 
you go in there knowing that there's a possibility you'll get hit, but maybe the second man or second woman will get him. As so- and I feel yes. that was the problem yes. with Texas. That's my personal opinion. I feel that they were trained to a specific level. They were not trained on active threats, which is why it was more important for them to stand outside than it is for them to engage. But guess what? It takes this and this to want to get in there. And I'm not pointing to the F word. I'm pointing to your heart. Right, right, right. But that's the thing. And that's the difference. And that's why I say it with them. And this is why I've been preaching since you can go back to any recordings we've had. Mm -hmm. And I've always said this. Law enforcement officers who are beat cops should be trained in shoot house training. Oh, yes. Because yes. they're the ones who answer domestic. Yes. SWAT is a life-saving force who deals with this if, if the domestic cop, a.k.a. the street cop, is not prepared. Right. So you are holding a barrier waiting for better reinforcement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When literally, if you were trained to go in and solve the issue, that, that's a better word I'm going to say, solve the issue, you wouldn't have stood by. And but you, guess what? Yep. I understand that whoever told them said, hey, you stand by. Why did that person tell them to stand by? Did this person know that they weren't trained to deal with what was happening? And that's fair. And that's, that's a very fair, fair point. That's fair based on that assessment. Mm-hmm. But if it's not in you to say, boy, I'm going in. Boy, I'd have been my ass. That's in the there. difference. And, I, I, and I'm being real. Yes. I'm not, I'm not going to knock a single police officer. I'm not going to knock them. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to knock them because if you're not trained, hell, most people won't do stuff that they're not trained to do. Right. I, I understand it. Today, I told one of my ladies. Because it was supposed to be an all ladies class. Mm-hmm. I talked on flashlight techniques. They didn't feel comfortable, but they did exceptionally well with the Harrys. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Your training and these two things come into play. Whether you're a law enforcement officer, whether you're a civilian, think about it. The dude, everybody want to be smart this time, be smart. You ain't lying. <laughs> but here's the thing, though, and I kid you not, it's literally. A thing inside of you. Yeah. It don't matter. I'm gonna tell you like this: the only thing, flashlight, man, flash. Not flashlight. Um, <laughs> the only thing different between you and any law enforcement officer yeah. has nothing to do with training. It has to do with your uniform. Mm-hmm. If your uniform makes you stronger, you are already weak. Mm-hmm. If your training makes you stronger, because the confidence competence loop mm-hmm. is continuous. Confidence and competence are continuous. They're one and the same. I swear to God. Once you get confident in something, you become competent in it. Once you become competent in something, you become confident in it. Mm-hmm. It's a loop. Right. Your training will dictate what you are willing to do. But I'm gonna tell you like this: if in your heart you're not ready to take a brown in the process of helping someone don't put your ass in that situation yes yes don't put yourself in that situation your heart and mind has to be one yep it is what it is i literally have a tattoo on my arm that says body mind soul harmony because if all three of those things aren't in check 
there is no harmony. Mm -hmm. And you have to be that person. It takes a special type of mother to run inside of a house to shoot someone. Yes. On both sides of the, on both sides of the coin. Yes. And I want you to understand that on both both sides of the coin, it takes a crazy mother to go in there and shoot innocent people. It takes another crazy motherfucker to go in there and shoot the person who shoot innocent people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Think about the 98 1 in 1 percent rule I've said on multiple shows. 98% of the world don't want nobody with guns. 1% is willing to kill that 98%. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other 1% willing to kill that other 1% to protect the 98%. People and the 98% only loves that 1% when they feel they are in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why if you notice listening to the media, they have never allowed the word kill. I know you saw that. They I have tattoo. Yeah. They have never allowed the word kill to come across the screens so much as they have allowed it this time around. It's like now you want the police to be violent. Now you want them to kill without mercy. Now you want them to be, there goes my hero. Watch him, man. Now you want, then when it's time to go back, well, it's got to be different this time. Wait a minute. you It's like a Belgian Malinois. And I said that too in a, a, another a, a TikTok live. I was like, you know, if you ask, let's go down that rabbit hole. And we did last week. Oh, damn. But we're going to go again. Let's just say you actually get veterans actually inside, inside the schools. I'm like, do you understand that's like understanding the difference? So we are agree on that. I said uh -huh. veterans inside. Let's let's start Project Veteran Overwatch outside and show them that we can manage this first. If we can manage this first, then we can sell the whole because a lot of veterans, I hate to say it, you ain't never been in a school board meeting. You ain't never been in a police budgetary meeting. You ain't never been into politics. So you don't understand how shit works and how you got to sell it. So if we could do Project Veteran Overwatch and it makes sense and we are good and faithful over the outside and we're being consistent and we're always out there, it's a local initiative. Remember I said a veteran-led, community-involved, local initiative. That's what Project Veteran Overwatch is. You sit here and have, okay, hey, me, Tom, Bob, Mary, Sue, of course I'm going stereotypical American names, right? And goddamn Ahmed, fuck what, it. Jaquan is, is there. Jaquan, uh, Eric Galicious, you know, and then fucking, I don't know, goddamn, Jake, you, get, you get what I'm saying, right? We've been doing good. We've been this. We've been that. Next thing you know, I think we will consider having you guys come inside the school, maybe one on a trial basis. What I'm saying is this. If you had veterans on the inside of the school, the school would be like Jose. Oh, goddamn Mar Marcos. <laughs> exactly. That's a common name. You got to have that, right? And then Anit Patel. Fucking, it's a universal community, goddammit. But you sit there and you have veterans on the inside of the school. I guarantee you, the school will be locked down for maybe about a week. And what you have to deal with is the downtime, the boredom. What happens when troops, when, when soldiers... I don't know what sailors do, but when soldiers, Marines, and folks in the field, what do we do to pass the time? It'd be some wild shit that goes on, and it's Any like, stories. yeah, we, I'm telling you, are you sure you want goddamn gunny inside the school because the guidance council going to get fucked? The damn, I'm just, it's going to be a whole, I'm going there, it's going to be dip bottles around. Y'all y'all remember what I did last time? I ain't got it right now. I almost put my iPod, my, no, I won't do that shit. Look, got 
Don't, listen, God, I done sat there and told your ass, goddamn Sarge. Listen, you better sit here and hold on now. Look, I'm getting tired of your bullshit. Now you going, now you going to the cafeteria like this. Hey, listen, by God, that's some good old sloppy Joe you made there. How about you go on ahead and give me a couple plates for me? How about you give me a couple plates for me and my boys? And by the way, cover your titties up. All right, you understand what I'm saying? All right, I'm just saying, you know how it's gonna be. And that's not every veteran, but what I'm saying is this: having there's a difference between veterans and police and security when it comes down to what we do during our downtime. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When you got having veterans is like having, especially veterans who are active killers, trained to kill. You know what I'm saying? That's like having a Belgian Malinois. And a Belgian Malinois, anybody who knows anything about police dogs or just canine or shoots and not shoots and sneer, that's something else. I forgot what it's called. I almost went German with the name, but whatever. Dog sports. There's a difference between a German Shepherd dog and a Belgian Malinois. German Shepherd dog, they kind of temperament. They're great work dogs. That's why they're going to always be used. But, you know, the temperament. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 you know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying. It's, it's just, you could kind of have them as a house pet and they are obedient. But when it's time to, you know, pack in the souk, you know, a plots, you know, fight, you know, there's, it's different. But then when you got a motherfucking Malinois, this bitch got a high prey drive. And you got to engage that dog or that dog will engage itself. It'll tear up your couch, fuck up your shoes, piss on your leg, all other kinds of shit because it's got a hyperactive prey drive. You got to keep that little motherfucker going. Mm-hmm. And then don't, and then there's a difference. Right. There's a difference between a dog that has active alert and passive alert. Active alert on a hyperactive dog, that motherfucker's been sniffing cocaine, heroin, all kinds of crazy shit. So what I'm saying is people got to be careful. And if you don't believe me, go look at the social media platform, Vets TV. Vets TV. It is literally a, uh, a, a, a social media platform with all the crazy shit that veterans do. So and you say. Yes, and say. So you got to be careful. You got to be careful when you asking veterans to come into school because... Going in and, and locking the school down and secure that'll be the most secure school ever. But all the teachers gonna be pregnant. I'm just saying you gotta. I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> okay, go, well, only respect to the school. Um, I, if fine. I go to the school, you're fine. I'm the just, women are safe. I'm just. I'm just, just for the record. I'm just fucking with you, but you get what I'm saying, though. You got some goddamn horn dogs and shit. I'm just saying, right? There, there's the good aspect aspect of it, and then there's the bad aspect of it. And we just got to be careful. I just think that project, people, you know, want to talk about, well, teachers need to be able to carry. Yes, I agree. But until then, what are we going to do right exactly. now in the interim? You know, It has to be a volunteer program, and I'm sorry. Yes. And in my personal opinion, no one should know that that teacher has a gun. Yes. No one should know. The only people that should be known are the staff who are involved and then also carrying. Other than that, the students don't need to know. The parents don't need to know. Um, the rest of the faculty don't need to know. Only those who are carrying should know each other are carrying. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't want the headache. Yeah. Because simply put, I don't want anyone volunteered to carry a gun. I want people to volunteer. Mm-hmm. And as long as the principal on board... And the other teachers who are willing to carry, give me the nod. You got it? 
And that's it. But I watched the news, a uh, old news conference. Sure. I think it was about a church that was carrying, mm-hmm. and like all the preachers and pastors was carrying forty fives and this, that, and the other. And they was like, well, "Can you show us your gun?" And then they asked the students, "Do you feel more comfortable knowing that the teacher's carrying a gun?" New Mexico. I'm already pissed because it's none of your damn business that I'm carrying a gun. Yeah, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. those New Mexico. Yeah, but that's the point. No one should know. But see, here's that's the- what concealed carry is about. Concealed carry. Is the hand on the Mona Lisa skirt? It's a surprise. You don't know why she's smiling, but I can tell you why she's smiling. You and don't have to know that I have it. You just need to know that if something happens, something may happen. But see, here's this too. Here's this too. <laughs> he said, "You got that pinky up while drinking, Bola." <laughs> I'm glad they only caught you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, if you're watching like you're supposed to, yeah, if you're watching like you're supposed to, you may catch the fool before he gets on property. That's the purpose of Project Veteran Overwatch is to deny the shooter entry. And you know what, though? That's the scary part. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you why that's the scary part. Sure. If you're watching like you're supposed to, you may catch the fool before he get on property. What if you're not watching? Well, okay, okay, so let's go there. You looked at your, what is that? For one reason, you looked at your phone for one reason or another, and that person got past your view. Then that's when the second, that would be a death trap for them. Because then you've already gone inside the inner barrier. If you think about Secret Service protection, the shift is around the president. Then you got that second layer, that second bubble, and then you've got that third bubble. That's when, right, the school security, right, and the rest of the teach, I get it, I get it. But the school security on the inside, just imagine if you do glance down and then the person tries to go to that door and then they pull on it and then we look up and see them pulling and then they happen to go to the next door. That is a telltale sign that this is right. somebody trying to get in. Now they're already inside the bubble. They're already inside. Just imagine everybody getting up, go. And we just, we, we got him. That's the whole point, right? If we don't see it coming and they get to the school, we, you know what I'm saying? We deny entry. And I, right. And I'm with you 100%. What I always fear is Murphy's. Hey, y'all, I'm in front of the school. Oh, right my now. God, my bro. You know what I'm saying? We out here, you know, we out here patrolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, let me hit y'all back. That's what I fear. Yeah. But see, and that's why I said it's about the camera person. Right. The person who wants the attention. Right. The person who wants the recognition. Right. This is why I hate to see people record giving food and money to the homeless. Fucking do it. Why did you have to record it? But here's Just the. Do it. Well, and, and I can provide some context for that. Because of the influx of scams, right? When I used to do stuff, there's times, there's people watching right now on Facebook who I would say, hey, I want to go on ahead and give kids some books. And guess what they would do? Fund it. And guess what I would do? Take pictures to show I did it. Different story. Okay. That's you making sure that people don't, don't think you're actually trying to groom somebody's <laughs> That's a whole different story. That too, and that I'm not just taking the money and not doing something with it. 
No one cares. Well, they do. They do. They do. I'm telling you. Yeah, but I'm more. I'm more concerned about a grown man doing something with my kid, and that's child grooming. That's you just said the magical word. I'm recording it so people know I'm not trying to get their children and do anything goofy. I'm talking about literally. You walking down the street mm -hmm. and you give a homeless person a sandwich. Yeah. But you like, hold on, camera person, get ready. Or you have the people who see people like, uh, um, what was the scam last year, 2020? Oh, the boarding up project. Yeah. When people was boarding up their um, windows and stuff. Yeah. You better record that shit because guess what? You don't want to have the same drama that MJ had when MJ had to prove that he wasn't a child person. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? The difference is, is that you recording and showing everyone your information. Hey, I write children's books. I'm not out here grooming your children like some of these teachers are. Right. Fair enough. Oh, oh, oh. So here we go. Here's another thing, too. Remember, Project Veteran Overwatch, veteran-led, community-involved initiative, the task and purpose, deny entry. If it's a local initiative, right, how you all set your command and control is up to you. If you've got somebody that comes by and this person is a supervisor within your local Overwatch chapter, you know, in Miami, Florida, or Tuscaloosa, or Atlanta, or Orland Park, or Maryville, Indiana, or Hobart, Indiana, and you got your local Project Veteran Overwatch chapter, and you got these people who are out here at any given time, they're coming to check to make sure that you're, you know, there's no schedule, but they're coming by the school too, and they're doing like the quality control check to make sure you're actually watching and not fucking around and not doing this and not doing that, you know, it's kind of like we are all policing each other. You know, I like that we, because we are all we're all policing each other to make sure. Hey, you good? You good? You good? You guys, yep. you know. And I want to extend the program to parenting. Yes, Ooh. because technically, if we took care of our households, yes, I agree. You know, I my agree. thing is people got really upset in 2020 mm -hmm. talking about how police need to be removed from schools and all this other good stuff. I remember. And it's only it's funny because the news show one side of that. Mm -hmm. The news show one side of that of how many people like get the kids out, get the um, police out of these schools. You know, the side they didn't show, which was hilarious. What's that? The teachers that was like, oh, hell no. Nah. No, don't take the police out the schools. Because simply put, there are defense against your kids. He did make thriller. <laughs> but that was something that people didn't realize. I was like, no, nah, look at, take the full interview. I hate to say it, but it is what it is. And I might get, I might get hit for this one. Sure. It's almost like when they said Trump did not go against what happened in North Carolina. He they did. took the one piece of that soundbite yes. and said there was good people on both sides. See, he racist. At the rest of the context. And that's what I'm saying. I saw the full interview. Yeah. At the full context mm -hmm. of the statement. Yeah. You want to take the kid, you want to take the police out of school, but you're saying that based on a knee-jerk reaction where the teachers are looking for protection from your kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm and they want protection for their kids, which is actually not because of active threats, but because some of the demons y'all produced 
that go to these schools. And I said that. I said that. I said that on this uh, this podcast that I was on. I said people blame two things whenever there is an active shooting: mental health and guns. Mm. But my thing is, what about parenting? Like you just said, because if you look at a percentage of these active shooters, they were bullied. They were bullied. They were treated like shit. They and were. Think about it this way. Think about all the reasons active shooters and threats normally happen. Everyone wants to go to mental health and insanity. You know that's a, you know another thing that causes active threats and all this other crazy stuff. Hopelessness. Mm-hmm. You go to your job on a regular basis and you complain to your supervisor how people don't do their job, how people are always, always doing it, always doing that. But your boss is always putting work in your plate, mm-hmm. but not everyone else's. Yep. You're feeling like you're saying something on deaf ears. The disadvantage is if you don't have coping mechanisms, you find coping mechanisms. That suit you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if your coping mechanism is to get an AK-47, a shotgun, a knife, I hate to say it, that sense of hopelessness is serious. Now, I'm not condoning anyone taking a violent action because they feel like their words or their thoughts aren't being taken seriously. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But I want you to understand how... Child rearing before the 90s is different in the 2000s. We didn't have the quote-unquote child abuse laws. We didn't have the participation trophies. When I was going to school, and I'm not saying that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, What is it called? Corporal punishment. Right now, that's the classroom. Nothing. You know what? I know what answer you will get. I feel some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is a stupid answer. Mm-hmm. If you feel some kind of way, then you're feeling something. Say what you feel. Not some kind of way. Mm-hmm. But I digress. We grew up where it said it takes a village. I'm not saying corporal punishment is always the right answer. But I'm going to tell you like this. When I was growing up, I went to a school that most of my family members went to. So when I did something stupid in school, my godmother was a lunch lady. The principal and secretary knew my mother. Oh, whoa, whoa. What did I just say? The principal and secretary knew my who? Mother. My mother. Which means I had another layer of fear because they would tell her. Then I had to get home. Then I had to deal with my mother dealing with the punishment. Right. I say this, and I don't care how y'all feel about it. My mother beat my ass out of jail. That's why I've never been to jail. Mm-hmm. I'm not condoning corporal punishment. If you find, because I never did it with my kids, I did right. torture. I did invisible chairs. I did books. I did water vases. I did other stuff because I didn't want to ever spank my kid and think it was okay to smack somebody. True. But. But 
discipline reigns supreme. And that's the problem you have now is that if discipline only lies when the person gets home, what are you learning? You're only learning one level where you need to be disciplined at the crib. You're not learning you need to be disciplined at the house because now you have kids who come home to their parents and they say, well, this teacher gave me a bad grade because they don't like me. Oh, this teacher don't like you? Oh, we're going to go up to the school right now. We're going to handle this. We're going to figure out why the teacher don't. Now you're not putting on Vaseline on your face. Bruh, and you know what I'm talking about. Hey, tell me I'm lying. <laughs> you're not lying. You know what I'm lying? Back in the day, my teacher don't like me was a bullshit. It was yeah. a BS excuse. Yeah. If you was dumb and needed a tutor, get your ass a tutor and get you some help. Now, you have excuses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have excuses. You have participation trophies. And the village doesn't exist anymore. Correct. You got kids out here cursing in front of adults. Because that adult, when I say, I'm going to tell your mama, shut your old ass up and get back in the house. Um. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, you feel it's okay to talk to me this way. Right. Why? And, I, and, and I'm going to digress on that because I'm sorry. We as a community always talk about how we need to get rid of the police and we need to stop doing this, stop doing that. Check your household first. Facts. Don't change the world when your world is. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me I'm out here musty when you don't wear deodorant. I don't know what you mean there. I don't know. Okay. All right. God, well, I can't correct you on that one. Due to those. I swear to God. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? We don't want. But I'm going to be real with you. The black community don't want to have that conversation. Boy, you. You already know that, man. Oh, my God, you already know. No, because it's airing your dirty laundry. You don't want to admit your kid is a demon. But you don't want to get help for that demon. And you don't want to admit that you made him that way. (laughs) Marcos, neither do the Mexican. So I give you certain credit, but here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and like I said, I'm, I can't speak for any other culture. So that's yeah. one reason why I specifically went with my own. Yeah, yeah. But y'all about because, family though, bro. Again, we can go, we, this would be a conversation. I don't think it, I have to refill on my wine and we want to have this conversation. Yeah. But like, you, you, yes, you're right. It's all communities. But here's the thing. Where do you see more shootings? Not active threats, not mass shootings. Where do you see more shootings? And I ain't talking about, oh, well, this was a school. Chicago, literally, Memorial Day. 51. We literally yeah. have mass shootings. Yeah, yeah. Literally yeah. have mass shootings yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. And the first thing that comes out of everybody's mouth is, it's the NRA's fault. That's literally blaming the DMV for drunk driving. If you wouldn't have gave me a license, I wouldn't have did it. If you didn't make liquor so, if you didn't have my age on my license, they wouldn't let me in the club. Here's here's some other things too. Speaking of what we what we think about active shooter outcomes, when you think about it, the active shooter in the school. I'm going to turn attention to this FBI report. 
um, active shooter incidents, 20-year review, 2000 and 2019. Let's look at some stats over a 20-year period. 333 incidents, 2,851 casualties, and there are 345 shooters, 16 who wore body armor. Okay? 16 who wore body armor. Did they say how many of those that they knew and had intel on? Mm, we're getting there. Um, 332 fe- uh, male, 13 female, and of those 345 shooters, 150 of them were apprehended by the police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 67 were killed by police, right? Uh, five of them were shooters at large, and 119 of the shooters committed suicide. So you know how the stat is out there that most active shooters commit suicide? That's not true. That's not true. Most of them are actually taken into custody by the police. You know, or they give up. Or they, yeah, or they give up, right? Uh, and then six of them are female. So let's look at some total active shooter. And I like these little graphs that they have in here because I love graphs. They make you see things visual. And people, pictures. P- yeah, graphs and pictures. We're visual people, right? Mm-hmm. So what? <laughs> take a guess, anybody in the chat as well, take a guess as to the number one state that has the most active shootings. I'm going with either Colorado or New York. Nope. Colorado's in the top 10. New York is not in the top 10. What okay, pause. That's what I was going to say Detroit. <laughs> What's their definition of active shooter? Um, The ones that make the news. We'll just go there. No, they have a physical definition. Not, 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 not in this, not in this one. Oh, okay. I haven't sure. seen. Yeah, now they have specific. We, we got more to talk about, right? Hold on, who said Texas? Texas? Nope. No, it can't be Texas. No. Texas got more gun carrying. Hold on, now. Texas is number three. Texas is number three. Don't mess with Texas. Who said California? Yes. Bam. California. California. California has 42. Here we go. Florida has 27. So Florida's number two. Florida's number two. And coming in three, Texas with 25. Pennsylvania, 21. Ohio, 18. Washington, 14. Colorado, 13. And Illinois, 11. Interesting. Yeah. Here we go. So, uh, 11. Then you don't hear about active threats in California. That's why I said, what's the definition? <laughs> and that's why I said, what's the definition? Shit. Because that's interesting to hear that California's number one in active threats. But I want to know the definition of active threats according to the FBI standards. Um, and then define it yet. I'm sure it's somewhere, yeah, somewhere in here. Definition somewhere too. Yeah, I'm gonna see if it's in here. I know I got that definition somewhere. Here we go. The states that have zero: Alaska, Delaware, Maine, Montana, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Wyoming. The states that have one: Hawaii. Who wants to shoot in Hawaii? It is so beautiful there. Hawaii, That's gorgeous. Right. Iowa, Massachusetts, North and South Dakota, Utah, Vermont, West Virginia. Right. States with two. 
Uh, no, Michigan has three. Uh, Arkansas, Connecticut, uh, Mississippi. Those are two. New Jersey, Nebraska, Michigan, Idaho, D.C., three. South Carolina, uh, Oklahoma, Minnesota, Kentucky, Indiana, Georgia, Oregon, North Carolina. They're all about in the five, six range, right? But double-digit numbers, Wisconsin, New York, Nevada, Illinois. So when people are talking about, well, it's only in Democratic states. Now it's in Republican states, too. Cut the cap, right? It's in Republican states, too. Uh, though not a overwhelming majority, okay? Because we could say Wyoming is probably a red state. Rhode Island, mm, probably blue. New Hampshire, blue for sure. Montana, uh, probably red. Maine, blue. Delaware, definitely blue. No, uh, blue? Yeah, blue. Alaska, red. West Virginia, we can go down the list. But let's go from the top 10. California, blue. Okay, I see. That's why there's a difference. An actor shooter, the federal government defines an actor shooter as an individual actively engaged in killing or attempting to kill people in a confined and populated area. Right, okay. The primary motive in these incidents appears to be mass murder. That is, the shooting is not a product of an attempt to commit another crime. A mass shooting is an event where four or more people have been fatally shot. Okay, so knowing that definition, I now understand why California is number one. Because it's literally just about shooting somebody. Right. And it doesn't matter the numbers. Right. Suwu. And that's why I said the definition. That's why I was like, I wouldn't have picked California depending on what the definition of actor shooter was. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah, California. California, Florida, Texas, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Right. Based off the definition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, here we go. Um... The numbers have gone up. This was 2000. That's 2019. So the numbers are going up. Right? It's not getting better. So here we go. Active shooter incident locations. Key findings. The top three, right? Businesses open to pedestrian traffic. We're about to get into that definition. Right? 96. That's the top one. Then the second one is open spaces, 50 and then the third is preschools K through 12. This is why I said Project Veteran Overwatch can start at the schools first. Now, it can branch out to other places, but it's easier, I argue, to lock down the schools first because they're already inside. They're contained. They're not in an open space. Christina, Christina said they need a recount on New York. Oh, Lord. You know what? And I have to admit, yes, because something don't make sense where New York is that low on the numbers. Because I'm like, by the definition of active shooter, New York should be number two. Yeah, yeah. I think they'd BS with Florida, to be honest with you. They might have, but they put them number two. Um, what, what number was New York? Let me get to that page. Page five. New York is three, six, nine, about uh, 11. Fuck that. Sorry, my bad. No offense to New York, but yeah. I'm going to call it BS on that one. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and you know what? And I hate to say it, mm -hmm. it's based on reporting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. It's based on reporting. So the thing is this, I'm going to say that list is skewed only based on the reporting and the definition. Because that's the same problem we have with background checks. If what is not reported is caught, 
there's no such thing as your background check because most states don't report properly people's um felonies mental health and things like that no it's not up to 2022 that was 2000 to 2019 uh, I'm assuming the FBI is still compiling statistics, but you got to see during the pandemic, uh, during 2020, did we, did we have, I don't think we had, we had some yeah, we active shootings, but it wasn't, the numbers are not as high. We get active shooters, but not mass shootings. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone, a lot of people went eight in 2020. Cause if you think about it, technically Cal Ritten's house was an active shooter. By definition, by definition. But again, you know, self-defense is self-defense. But like I said, by your definition, he was not there trying to kill people. Johnny Six said, but according to the graph, didn't the Trump era seem stable? I don't, I don't know. Trump era was... Okay. You don't right. get him shut down. Okay. All right. All right. Don't go there. We'll talk about that, John. JFB. We'll talk about that on Instagram. Right. Right. You see. You see. You see how the Thank you, sir. Thank you. You, you. you can't be pro Trump and uh, keep your channels. Context. Got it. Thank you, sir. Context. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Appreciate that. Thank you. We'll talk about it. Yep. JFB. Got it. All right. All right. <laughs> he froze me. All right. Here we go. Uh, here we go. Businesses open to pedestrian traffic locations, right? I'm going to get to your question, Security Jake. Here we go. Uh, and Chrissy Mayberry said, so today's shooting at the hospital in Tulsa was considered a mass shooting. Four died, five including the gunman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So here we go. Oh, sorry. Businesses open to pedestrian traffic, pedestrian traffic locations. 21 in small retail, 16 in bars, 15 in large retail and offices, 14 in restaurants. Those are the top five. Top five. Top five. Um, and then uh, the shooter outcomes, 29 were apprehended by police at another location. 16 were apprehended by police at the scene, including two Restrained by citizens. Now, wait till I get to the numbers on education, right? Wait till I get to those numbers on education. Businesses open to... Okay, we got that. Open to pedestrian traffic, which is why I love this graph. These graphs are going to give you kind of like some things to, things to potentially look for, like ages, right? So the shooter's ages in these areas, right? You're almost always looking for a male. Okay, you don't exclude females, but you're almost always looking for a male somewhere in the ballpark of their 20s, 30s and 40s. Right. Granted, no age is really excluded, but the high end 20s, 30s and 40s. Right. Somewhere in this end. Okay, so it gives you something to look for. That's why I say you can download this report uh, when you start your own. Project Veteran Overwatch, local chapter, veteran-led, community involved. Okay? All right. Here we go. Businesses, <laughs> businesses closed to pedestrian traffic. Manufacturing. Does that remind you of Aurora? Now, just imagine if... Plant, wasn't it? Huh? 
Wasn't it manufacturing? That was manufacturing. Yep, that was manufacturing. Now, could you imagine if at that plant there was Project Overwatch at that plant by the time he got started shooting and they were able to engage first before Aurora PD got there? True, but here's the thing. True story. I know someone that was there. Oh, wow. And they're a competition shooter. And they were the ones who told me, they was like, Marquise, I'm going to be honest with you. If that stupid sign wasn't on the door, he'd have been burnt to the ground before he got any more people. Where, where are my thugs? Who, hold on. Where are my thugs who don't value the law? Where are my, where are my people? Do not. Oh, no one answered this question on live. No one answers. But I hate to say it, dude, that's what separates us. And this is why I've told people so many times. Stop talking to law-abiding citizens about gun control. Gun control only works on law-abiding citizens. Ain't a criminal in a freaking life ever walked up to the door. Ah, oh, shit. I can't bring a gun in here. You don't see that sticker? That's why I can't wait for the attorney who grabs the balls and say, I want to sue the manufacturer of that sign. Because that <laughs> sign has taken more lives than guns. Yes. Yes. That's what I can't wait for. Attorneys, if you are watching this show, hook a brother up. Put me on the list. Put up the lawsuit that says, if these people put this sign up and you're not a part of the 23 places you can't carry and you're choosing to put that sign up just because you're a private property you should provide the ability of protection when I walk inside that building and I can't carry and again if you're not a part of the 23 minus private property <laughs> minus private property <laughs> Marcos, you ain't shit. He gonna be like, the sign's not in this. He's like, the sign's not in Espanol. Now it's when you start wearing. Now it's when you start wearing sunglasses. <laughs> and I don't know what this dough is. If I'm open anyway. Oh my <laughs> god. I don't know what to do, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, okay, so business is close to pedestrian traffic. Forty-one incidents, two hundred thirty-six casualties, number of shooters, forty-one. Ages. Here we go. Now we get into some working class. Working class. You said any update on the CPD 10-1-64th in Polina a couple of hours ago? Yes. According to superintendent, for those of y'all who don't know, there was a Chicago police officer that was shot. Uh, she's at the University of Chicago Hospital now. She is in serious condition, but she's stable. Okay, they're keeping her overnight for observation. There was a traffic stop when they got outside of the car. Uh, shots were fired, and so the officer's partner drove her to um, University of Chicago Med. Okay, um, so that's where we are with that. Here we go. Shooters' ages in this, right? You got in your twenties, not that many, but you got some. This is in your thirties, your forties, and your fifties. So I don't care what you say, you gonna give him his pension, or he gonna fuck it up. So now you, this gives you an idea of what to look for when you get there. You know, if one thing these reports show, there are no respecter of persons. Anybody can be an active shooter, but this is just helping you to predict probabilities. 
right? Probably, and you can blame it on the FBI too. It's right there in their report. You the one who told me this. You the one who told me this shit. <laughs> Here we go. Malls. 10 incidents, 10 shooters. All male, no female. Ages, teens, right? Teens and in your 20s and one that was 50, right? So if you ever wanted to... Fuck From a kid. 2019, right? Okay. If you ever want to fuck a kid up, go do Overwatch at the mall. And so, <laughs> if matter of fact, Chicago Ridge, boy, uh, a River, boy, is it River Oaks is, that, is it the one on the south side. Boy, oh, Marco said, did you make the grass for the Marine? Look to my cra- <laughs> Yes, we like to do. I already had my little help of the crayons before the show. That's why I'm happy. Right, right. <laughs> Here we go. Educational environments. This one, this one's gonna be a doozy. Yes, that's the biggest soft target you can ever find. Biggest, yes. Here we go. Um, so uh, the largest ones by casualties. Uh, you've had them in school board meetings, elementary, middle, high school, pre-K through twelve, right? Uh, junior, senior, high school, higher education. The highest two were high school and higher education, but third was elementary. Right with 25 incidents in high school, uh, 104 wounded, 60 killed. Right, um, and then like I said, things vary um, from that. So let's get to the shooters. You are gonna like these stats, not like because of like, but this is gonna support Project Veteran Overwatch, baby. Here we go. Educational environment shooter outcomes. Right, key findings: 62 incidents. Number of shooters, 64. 419 casualties, right? Uh, Killed, 179, including one unarmed security guard, 240 wounded, two law enforcement officers, one one unarmed security guard, okay? Um, Here we go. Shooters are almost exclusively male. A couple have been female. And 36 of the shooters have been teens. Two of them have been preteens. 11 have been in their 20s, 4 in their 30s. So it gives you some probabilities, right? It gives you some probabilities, right? Here we go. This is the part that I am most encouraged by. Most encouraged by. Educational environment shooter outcomes. 36 of the 64 have been apprehended by police, including 19 restrained by citizens. This is the highest number of restraints made by citizens, nine times out of 10 teachers, right? So just imagine if Project Veteran Overwatch was on site when something like that happened in the educational environment, we could affect those numbers greatly because or we're there. The teachers were taught takedown techniques. Yes. Like even if you don't want to get them done, teach them takedown techniques. Mm-hmm. But again, no one wants to have that discussion. Did you? Okay, so I got to show you this other video because there was another video I did too. Don't let la- you gonna laugh at this shit. Don't don't laugh. But this is another video. Boy, Jackson, but you had to stop playing. I literally just had that conversation earlier today. What happened? Um, they were talking about how um, one of the school shootings. Oh. One of the parents is trying to sue Glock. Yeah, that, that was. And I was like, okay. Why is it literally always the manufacturer of the tool that they want to go after when literally, if I'm not mistaken, can you find the statistics on drunk driving incidents? 
Yeah, I, I got them in a, a project that I did. So my thing is, unless you're ready to sue Toyota for making such a very good car during drunk driving incidents or Nancy Pelosi's husband, oops. Mm. Or mm. Bruce Jenner. Mm. Sir, how, let's not go there. How let's dare those manufacturers alone. How dare you talk about the Hollywood elite, sir? A pox exactly. on a pox on you. Here we go. This is one of the options that I... I don't want to say I came up with it. I'm not taking credit for this. Because uh, it was actually on Three Ninjas. I just happened to remember it. <laughs> Which Three Ninjas? The first one. Tum Tum. Okay. Tum Tum. Watch this. Tum Tum's in all three. The first one. but I know he was in all three, but this is the first one. Here we go. Something like this. And they got to be special. Got this from Walgreens. Here we go. All right, what you're going to do, you're going to go on ahead and take this. All right, I'm outside, and the wind is blowing that way, all right? So I'm going to go on ahead, pour this in here. Cayenne pepper. Pepper okay. Good. Do not pour this towards you. Boy, it's going to get in your eye. You won't hate that shit. All right. Now, it's enough where you can just use one filter. So make sure you only got one filter. You don't need two, all right? You don't need two. So like this one was two, so I just separated it. It's good enough for one, okay? So take it right here, right? Hold it, twist it, okay? So most of you teachers are ladies, I guess, right? You know how to do hair, right? And then you take the rubber band, take this, tie it around here, okay? Tie it around here. There you go. Just tie it around here. Good. Okay, that's going to secure it in there. Right? And then what I did was, just like I did with this one, set it in there. Alright, so so far I got two. Now you're gonna do more than two, but deployment of it. Here we go. Alright, here we go. So we got our container, right? I put one in each, right? And here we got gloves. I also went on ahead and put gloves. You don't want to get the cayenne pepper on your hands and stuff like that. Okay? Make sure you got some water around. Make sure you got some water around. Pop, 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 you hear the shots. Whatever your run-hide protocol is or hiding protocol, get that going. You got this. Go on ahead. Crack this open real quick. Make sure you're taking a knee. Take a knee. Take a knee. All right, take a knee. There we go. Taking a knee. Get those, get those gloves out. Good. Make sure you get those gloves out. I'm not going to tell you move faster than this. I don't know where your classroom is, right? Your classroom could be in the middle of the hallway. Okay, wherever it is, crack open that water bottle. Crack open that water bottle. Get that water in there. Get that water in there. All right, get that water in there. Here we go. Get it good. Get it good, nice and wet. All right, here we go. Get it good, nice and wet. All right, see how I'm twisting it around? Twisting it around, twisting it around. Here we go. Twist it around, twist it around. Get it some more to where you start to see it. It's kind of open, kind of open, kind of open. The guy comes on in, kind of open, kind of open. Don't laugh right? at this first one. Get it? Right? <laughs> Getting kind of windy. Here we go. There we go. Kind of open. We're almost ready to bust. All right, get it, get it, get it. All right. And as soon as that person comes in, I missed. I missed. <laughs> right. Here you go. Right there in the face. Right there in the face. Here we go. Let's take a look. Take a look. Of course, that first one missed. That's why you need more than one. Look at that. Look at that. Right there in the eyes. 
Go ahead, tear it up, Marquise. <laughs> so here's the only problem with that. I'm looking at how much time that took. Yeah. That's why I looked at my watch, like, damn, that thing ain't wet enough yet? Let's figure this shit out. Now, the proximity. Mm -hmm. The proximity is the only thing I'm fearful of. Because my thing is, if I'm close enough to throw that in your face, I'm close enough just to grab the gun. Yeah. And if not, like I told you, man, I'm a full fan of Lysol. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just, dude, just Lysol the shit out of somebody's eyeballs. Have it set up. You can, you know, my thing is they need to train the same way you do for fire drills, tornado drills, earthquake drills. And I can. Train the same way for active threats. Yeah. You know, what's the protocol? What are we going to do? Things like that. Now, ultimately... Would I want my kid active in their defense of their life? Yes. Yes, I want my kid. Shit is your life. You better fight for it. But in that same token, people would need that leader to kick it off. And if I got a teacher softer than baby poop, no, that's not the person I'm waiting for. Wow. Really? We know why I kept living in a bag? Okay, so I'm looking at some people's ideas and some people are not thinking about the context of a school. So why isn't every little munchkin carrying pepper spray? Because you can't get that in the school. I don't trust up with no kids. Right, here we go. What about bear spray? Because you can't get that in the school. See, and right, teachers will have to figure, I mean, it would have to be a protocol that the administration allow teachers to bring that stuff in. Yes, and they're the not going to do it. Lysol is not illegal. Right. Neither is cayenne pepper, water, and coffee filters because guess who already has that? The lunch ladies. Teachers, Teachers and the lunch ladies, too. Nah, they got K-cups, bro. It's silly. You said the laws will have to change. But until the laws do, it's like some people are asking things that are long shots in the dark. It's going right. to be a long shot in the dark before every teacher is allowed to carry. Stop you trying to look for the later solution and offer current legal solutions. Right, right, right. That's the only thing y'all have always told people. I'm like, listen, there's other ways of doing stuff. Personally, I teach people how to use knives. And I always tell them the same thing. Whatever I teach you with a knife, you probably can do with a pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's because it's something you can still practice and train with. I used to carry a tactical... I probably still do. I don't know. I got to check my pants. But I carry tactical pants. I mean, good. There's other things you can do. But the thing is this. It has to be done. Mm -hmm. You can't talk the... I got this. I've seen it with adults in active shooter drills. Where 20 people in the room and three will step up to fight. Like... So the other 17 of you don't care about your life? I mean, not to be funny, and I don't know what happened on 9-11 flights. I don't know. I don't know if they hijacked the uh, cockpit without people's knowledge that they hi hijacked the cockpit. I wasn't there, obviously. I'm, again, I don't know the details, but the average person will not actively 
defend their own life if it was a life or death situation. True. And it's just statistics. Look it up. Look it up. The average person, because simply put, unless you're willing to do something so atrocious to save your own life, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, and again, I think I've had this conversation on this show and I've probably had it on other shows. A very long time ago, when I was a very young man, without all the gray, I was hired by a shelter to discuss lady self-defense and fill out the paperwork, fill out a non-disclosure agreement, the whole nine. Mm -hmm. And when the conversation came about and they was talking about, you know, collect DNA, don't fight, collect DNA and stay alive. I was like, ooh, mm, you didn't look at my background. You hired the wrong person. I must not be here as an instructor then because I need to go. Right. And it was like, so, so, so whoa, what, what's wrong with that? And I gave the speech. What would you rather be? A survivor or a victor? Now, notice I said victor, not victim. Right. Would you rather be a victor or a survivor? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and put your answer into the chat. Victor or survivor? I'll wait. Victor. Victor or survivor? Victor or survivor? What would you rather be? Now, so no one responded. I keep I, I keep going. Oh, they so, probably about to respond. Ah, so, there we go. There's one. There we go. So now, when I said this, they was like, well, what's the difference? I said, okay, right now, you have a man sitting on top of you and he's trying to rape you Mm. forcefully and you go by the definition of what you were told was relax let them do what they need to do and collect DNA so now you're being told to relax and let them do what they gotta do and just collect the DNA so you can survive but you say these words, please just don't hurt me. Take whatever you want. And in the process, when all the force of Thor punches you as hard as he can in the face and dislocates and breaks your jaw, you got raped, jaw broken, now you're in a hospital. And now you have to get surgery on your jaw. Mm. Every time you eat steak, you're thinking about what the hell happened to you. Every time you look in the mirror, you're thinking about what the hell happened to you. But you survive. Now, I tell you, this person's on top of you, forcefully trying to rape you, and you put your thumb in the corner of their fucking eye, you rip out their eye, and you squish that bitch in your hands. Then this person jumps off in trauma and fear because you just took out their eye. When they fall down and hit the ground, you stomp their ass in the nuts as hard as possible. Yes. And you get the hell out of Doc. That sounds like some victory. You call victor. the police and you tell them what the hell just happened. That sounds like some victor talk right there, sir. Now, you won. Mm-hmm. What would you rather be? A victor or a survivor? The person that can live to tell the story after trauma or the person who took their life and said, my life is more important than yours fuck what you heard, let's do this. That 
That's what I teach. That's why I stopped calling myself a martial artist a long time ago. I don't believe in letting someone take something from you that's yours. That is yours. I don't believe in a fight for your life. There's no such thing as a fight for your life. It's your life. Right. How can you fight for what's already yours? It's your life. And you want to tell me about fighting for your life? Most people won't bust a grape in a fruit fight. It's a lot of tough talk. A lot of tough talk. Man, and man, you know, if an actual shooter happened, is at my school with my kid, man, I'm going to run up in that piece. No, you're not. You ain't got the heart. You got the mouth. Yeah. You got the mouth. And I don't want someone who's going to talk a good game. I want someone that knows how to put them damn shoes on and get the walking. So, yes, people have this problem. People have this problem. I am willing to do whatever it is because I can say I'm willing to do what it takes. Are you willing to do what it takes? I'm so sorry. Violence is a tool. Forget what anyone tells you. Oh my God, you're so violent. Fuck you and your face, okay? Yeah. I'm not violent. I know how to use violence as a tool. True. No more than me putting a nail in a wall. I'm not a carpenter. I know how to put a nail in a wall, though. I'm not an Olympic swimmer, but I know how to swim. Mm-hmm. I am not EMT, but I know how to save a life. Again, you need to know who you are and what you're willing to do. We had this talk last week. Know who you are and be real with yourself. That's all it takes. Be real with yourself. Who are you? What are you really willing to willing do? To do. Yep. That's what it is. What are you really willing to do? If certain things aren't within your wheelhouse, it's respectable if you know that's not within your wheelhouse. Simple. If you know that's not within your wheelhouse, but you want to learn, if you want to learn, I am a pacifist by choice. I'm not a pacifist by nature. Right. Nature don't make me a pacifist. Choice makes me a pacifist. Oh. I know how to shoot. I know how to fight. I know how to cut. I know how to stab. But guess what? I choose to be a nonviolent person. Marcos, you throwing that chili bomb. You know you why you throwing bomb, that chili bro. bomb? Because when you get Matter that... Fact, you can put, some, put on some carne asada later and let it go. When but, you get that elote in a cup and that shit blowing your face... But yeah, all joking aside, I ask people this. Look in the mirror, be real with yourself. Who are you? If you're the person who's thinking about losing weight, look yourself in the mirror. You are going to tell yourself when you're ready. No one, no one's going to say, well, it's like you need to lose some weight. No one cares about anyone else's opinion. You have to make that decision. Well, I need to quit smoking. You need to make that decision. I need to leave sugary foods alone. You need to make that decision. True. Well, I need to learn how to shoot better. You need to make that you decision. You need to make that decision. Yep. No one else can make these decisions for you. Yep. So I'm going to say it again, and I digress after this. Please be real with yourself. We talk about it all the time. Man, you know, I'm going to keep it 100. No, you're not. You're full of shit. Okay? 
The mind can't go where the body hasn't been. The mind cannot go where the body hasn't been. That is why literally in high school, the dudes who talk the most crap in the locker room are were the biggest virgins. Because you know why? They talked about stuff they saw. Yeah, man, you know, I was at her crib, man. You know what I'm saying? And then she went and she put this little thing on, bro. And I was all up in there for about two, three hours. You a damn lie, dude. Yeah. You a damn lie. Yeah. But you're thinking because you haven't been there. That's you true. don't know what it feels to touch a woman, especially a hot one. Which is why, again, think about the theory of relativity. Touching a hot pot for one second feels like a lifetime. Yes. Touching a hot woman feels like a lifetime, but we know it was only three seconds. And you know what I put up two? That's it. I see. I see. Three seconds. I see. But again, be real with yourself. Be real with who you are. That's all I'm asking. Don't come out here with that tough talk. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. Please don't. All right, y'all. We getting close to that time. Yes, and y- some of y'all been watching my face struggle. I'm tired of shit. <laughs> yeah. The other one had the I'm the one had the mega pipe. No, you good. You good. Because <laughs> you were you were you were preaching. You were preaching. Kevin, yes. Um, we were talking about the uh, Project Veteran Overwatch situation in Uvalde, uh, and definitely some options too. So you got to go back and catch the live. I said I have seven kids. And still not quite sure what's happening down there. Down where? Down. Down where? Mike, I'm trying to get some more training in. Do I text you? Yes, text me. Text me. Hell yeah. And text, and that, that, not just me. Marquise, too. You got to go to his class, man, boy. You got to go to his classes. They ain't ready. I'm still trying to get my damn covert carry class going. I got to find new dates because June 25th is taken. Wow, wow. Bit and see if I can get one for July 16th. Okay, good deal, good deal. But I got to send new paperwork and everything else. I'm like, dude, I'm so anxious to teach this class. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's, and it's perfect timing. Like yeah. I said, concealed carry, it's where it's at. You need to know how to get your firearm from concealment. Stop playing at these gun ranges thinking you're ready. If you want to know how to draw that gun from concealment, you finna be a liability. And I got a video from now. I know, I know, Will. You're good. Um, and I got a video of a guy. I just did a one-on-one with him, and he was wearing a crossbreed holster, bro. He was wearing a crossbreed holster, and he had a hard, he had a hard time. Like he would, he would draw the pistol, but then there's a couple of times it would get snagged up, and I had him shooting under the timer, and so beep. Yes. And it's like, I'd rather you learn this now. I'd rather you learn this now than to learn it in a situation where you need to use it, you know? So, all right, y'all. Everybody's got to pull out because we got to go out here and go to sleep for the for the job in the morning, the place. But, uh, yeah, same old. He's just been doing running around. So I appreciate you. You said any classes in New York? <laughs> If we could take guns into New York, oh my god! You know what? I'm down for New York, but here's the thing: um, the expenses are. Oh, Chrissy! Perfect from appendix. Oh, stop it! Here we go. Uh, 
Tulsa shooter killed four civilians. Police arrived on scene in four minutes, kicked the second floor door after locating gun gunshots. Gunman shot himself. Gunman, black male, 35 to 40, had a long gun and pistol. Both were used. Boy, I love it when people hate it, but I love it when people say, you know, I'm talking about the Shea Butter Brigade. Because not everybody black talks about crazy, that. but Them crazy crackers be out here. Yeah, man. You know that's the white, man. I'm like, bro, we do that shit too. Stop playing. I'm like, D.C. Shooter, uh, Virginia, the shipping yard in Virginia. Shit. Uh, Aurora, Aurora Shooter, the New York City Subway Shooter. Oakland, California in Oakland. the 80s. No, that's Oakland. That's, that's, that's not fair. It's Oakland. We can't expect that in Oakland. That's like staying in Chicago, bro. It's like, come on. All right, fair enough. We know the brown skin. Raekwon Johnson round the corner on 75th in Essex. No, Like, dude, I'm telling you now, evil has no skin tone. Right. And when y'all finally realize that and stop trying to put everything, well, if he was black, he would have been shot. Nope, we got some active shooters who were black that were arrested. Dude, like. We got some active shooters who are black who off themselves. Oklahoma has nothing, man. I mean, I don't see anything on here talking about Oklahoma on Facebook. That's crazy. Of course not. Oklahoma's tight knit. Wow. You have to dig for that one, bro. All right. And that's and that's why I said is the difference. Like how you was reading those statistics. Right, right, right. It's the reporting. Yeah. Because literally, let anything happen in Chicago, and everybody in this country knows it happened in Chicago. Right. States like Oklahoma, please. Chicago should have been the capital of Illinois. Or Chicago should be the name fair. of the state, and Illinois should be the capital. That is fair. That is fair. Because no one cares about the governor. Everybody knows the mayor, though. That is fair. All right, y'all. We are out. Marquise, any final words? Um, yeah, real quick. Someone asked about how much the covert carry course will cost. So what I'm going to be doing due to the amazing gas prices we have, um, you know, because this took a lot of effort for us to have um, such wonderful gas prices. The class was normally 200 It's going to be 150 and you're using your other 50 to get to the class. So I'm putting 50 in your gas tank to get to the class. Right. Because, you know, unfortunately, we have wonderful gas prices throughout the United States. Like, I had someone bragging or complaining, man, gas is three eighty nine over here. Boy. Dude, it's $6 where I'm at. Yes. My sister just paid five ninety six in Evergreen. Crazy. Crazy. So, again, um, the location, I'm waiting to find out. I'm trying to get it to the Kankakee, the ISRA range. Um, I got to put it in the paperwork again, and hopefully... I was aiming for June 25th. That is now full. Now I'm trying to go for, um, what I just say? July 16th. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to aim at that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but again, these, are, these gas prices are amazing. And I want you to understand that it is no one's fault, but the people who fought it is. Iden Bay. Mm-mm. I'm going to say it again. It ain't nobody's fault except for the people who's at fault. Axe Pay. All right, y'all. MikeBrownsClass.com. Concealed carry class this weekend. Interested? Text me. You guys go get some sleep. It's getting close to that time. Marquise, I know he about to hit some grub. We are out until next Wednesday. Join us Wednesday. 
again for Trigger with Instructor Mike. We out! Try to make sure it, it cut right out. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah, you cut your, your your intro out short. Oh, yeah. Your outro. Outro. Yeah, man. Shit.